So, Stephen, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but Starbucks, they offer these things called puppuccinos. Mm-hmm. Puppuccinos, right? Uh-huh. Um, so, my wife and I decided to get up this morning, go to Starbucks. We're not real big Starbucks people, mm-hmm. but um, we decided, hey, we have a little bit of time this morning. Let's go to Starbucks. We've got some gift cards. Let's use nice. them up because we're just kind of sitting here, mm-hmm. wasting away. And uh, we'll grab the dogs, a couple of... Uh, Pup cups, mm-hmm. puppetinos, and it uh, those are just like cups filled with whipped cream, mm-hmm. evidently. Yeah, I know. Big... I, I thought it'd be more than that, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we gave our dogs the puppetinos, and uh, our big dog Cage. We uh, forget that he has a sensitive tummy, uh-oh, and uh-oh. Uh, he threw up just before we started recording. <laughs> so we had a lot of a. Uh, uh, regurgitated pup cup uh, Uh stuff to clean up. So that was fun. Listeners, you're welcome for that. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, at least you threw up on a rug that we're getting ready to sell. So there you go. That's good. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, You know, things happen. Uh, I liked before the show. For a reason. (laughs) It was divine. For a reason. (laughs) Yeah. The great Carl said, you know what? Fuck Brent Let me today. Bless these people. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. Um, no, but I liked uh, before the show. You were just like, uh, my dog exploded. Uh, I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, yeah. you know, that's that's the epitome of a dog life. I think uh, when you least expect <laughs> it, when you uh, most don't need it, that's when mm-hmm. they're gonna make it fun for you. So uh, we actually are supposed to give Savannah a bath today. Uh, she oh. is very itchy. Uh, we're not sure why. I haven't found any fleas or ticks or anything like that. She's just scratching like a crazy person. So uh, we're going to try to do that. And um, yeah, it's just always something, you know? It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I was getting ready to come record with you. And uh, my dog was essentially like, hey, dad. <laughs> so good luck with that. Okay, bye. <laughs> well, I think on, on that lovely uh, sound effect, uh, I think we're doing it. We are doing it. Excellent. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Uh, welcome. Yep. <laughs> Our last episode, here's how we go. Our last episode was so good, we wanted mm-hmm. to dial it down a little bit and make sure everybody really knew we were mediocre still. <laughs> we're not going to keep that level up the whole time, you know? That's a lot of work. For sure. Uh-huh. For sure. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say today's show is brought to you by a brand new spontaneous sponsor called Being in a Hurry. Being in a Hurry. <laughs> There's never enough time. <laughs> Use promo code, oh God, what time is it? To find yourself with even less time. Oh, Being damn in a hurry. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a service, you could say. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it's a good one, but it is a no, sponsor. No, it's just, it, it exists. Yep. So. <laughs> if you need it. If you need less time in your life. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, things happen, and uh, we'll, we'll get on with the show and see how it goes. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should say that uh, today's main show topic is A Quiet Place mm-hmm. from earlier this year in the year of our Lord Carl, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some other mini topic stuff that we were going to get into. Yeah, buddy. Um, should we slide up in it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with our continued reading of the Avengers comic book series, uh, comic book for readers of all ages. And mm-hmm. I don't know skin colors or whatever. 
I don't know where it's going. Is, is that a motto we have or something? I don't know, whatever. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, written by Jason Aaron with art by Paco Medina, Ed McGinnis, Juan Velasco, Mark Morales, David Curiel, and of course, lettering by Corey Pettit. Um, on this issue, we uh, jump back to the Avengers from 1 million BC. Um, they make their uh, return appearance from, I think it was like issue two, oh, yeah. which was the last time we, we saw them, and uh-huh. it was just kind of briefly there. But uh, we hear Odin recounting how he um, helped defeat the Celestials with his band of um, old school Avengers. Uh, he recounts the story back to Thor and She Hulk, mm-hmm. who are on Asgard. Um, it's kind they, of they like come to a, to ring some answers out of the old man. It's kind of like a um, a colleague review. He basically just goes through each person. He's like, hated him, hated him, hated her. <laughs> he was cool. <laughs> this guy died. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, it has the uh, the individual um, uh, like a, a caption box for each character, yeah. and he yeah he he just goes through there and, and uh, talks about him a little bit. Didn't care for Iron Fist at all. No, nope. um, straight up. Evidently, he watched the the first season on Netflix, and he was like, you know what, not for me. <laughs> he even no. says like any of them or whatever. Like I don't like that yeah. whole lineage. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Fair um, enough, man. So, so yeah, we see that um, that uh, Odin takes uh, She-Hulk and Thor into a room to um, fight some, like, snow creatures or something like that. Um, and at, at, at the center of the room that he's taken them to is uh, the object that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't find out what that is till later in the issue, but uh, they start fighting these, these creatures and whatnot. Um, then we jump to the mountains of... Olympia in Greece. Oh, yeah. And we have Tony Stark and, well, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. They've gone to see the Eternals. Um, do you know anything about the Eternals? I was wondering about that and the mountains of Greece, Olympia. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't remember uh, this thing, so. Um, yeah, I have almost <laughs> no answers for you there, uh, to be honest with you. Like, I'm, I'm barely familiar with the, with the Eternals. Um, there's a comic series from a while back. And then uh, earlier this week, it was announced that, um, man, I can't remember her name, but it was an indie film director who's been okay. tapped to direct an Eternals movie. So um, I guess we'll have to start getting intimate, intimately familiar with oh, yeah. all of the stuff. Just like the idiots. Or we can just wait until <laughs> the movie comes out. I'll wait. I'll wait. Or, right. I'm more of a movie waiter <laughs> for that. <clears throat> um. Actually, you worked at a theater where you could have been a movie, a movie waiter. waiter. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, boy. You had the uh, those silver trays with the like uh-huh. thing over the top of it. It's, I know there's a, a term for it, but I can't. There's got to be, but uh, uh, some yeah, some type of serving bladder. Uh, it was the quietest mm-hmm. thing we could have in a in a dark theater. Obviously, it was slamming open and, and shut uh, silver platters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that object actually features heavily in a quiet place. So it's all tied together. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit. Remind me uh, about Danny's viewing at the Alamo Draft House Theater of A Quiet Place. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got mm. some stories later on. You got, Just <laughs> tune in later, guys. <laughs> yeah, just tune all this stuff out. <laughs> Anyways, they uh, uh, Stark and Doctor Strange go to uh, Olympia to see if the um, Eternals can help them because the Eternals were are... Uh, not necessarily related, but they've had experience fighting these Celestials mm. in the past. 
Um, and we get to Olympia. We see all the Eternals are fucked up. Like, yeah. they've had their asses beaten. Um, and evidently it's related to all of the existing, like, good Celestials being essentially wiped out, mm. um, which has wiped out the Eternals. And um, so Tony uh, hears back from uh, this one, like, one of the main Eternals, Icarus, and um, he, just before he passes out or dies or whatever, he says, only the unmind can stop them. Mm. And, uh, yeah. Uh, beyond that, we've jumped to the Alpha Flight Space Station. We've got Black Panther and Captain Marvel. Um, they're talking about something. <laughs> I don't know, this couple of days ago, I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, mm. But they, uh, they're they kind of just examining the, um, the, the parasite bug creatures that we've seen yeah. in previous issues where uh, Black Panther and Doctor Strange... Uh, fought them um and then we jump to the north pole where we have uh loki and captain america Mm -hmm. going to visit santa claus yeah brent's favorite (laughs) uh no they go to um to hear about this progenitor guy that's right yeah i practiced how to say that over the past week nice I know it's like an actual word Uh i felt so stupid for not being able to pronounce it last time but what does it mean I didn't look at the definition. <laughs> Brent, come on, man. <laughs> next time, next time. I mean, I didn't do any work at all, so that's why I get. <laughs> <laughs> so they're hanging out at the North Pole. Um, Loki is uh, talking about the progenitor and how um, he came to Earth way back at the like dawn of, of the planet to, mm-hmm. uh, to essentially die uh, peacefully. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ghost Rider shows up. Uh, his car drives under the water because, sure. hey, you know what? Fuck it. It's Ghost Rider. I figured I would just go with that. It's a comic thing. And I'm like, yeah. I guess he can drive underwater. That might have been established mm-hmm. already. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you not seen the Scuba Ghost Rider car action figure? I haven't. No, I'm not okay. up to my action figures in a Ghost Rider yet. Yeah. <sighs> Classic Stephen Fisher mistake. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, we then jump back to Thor and She-Hulk, uh, continuing to fight these ice monsters. You know what? I say ice monsters. I, I don't actually see any like creatures that they're ice. fighting. I, know. I don't understand what is necessarily going on here, but, um, there's some, uh, punching and hitting of something, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> then they get to Wait, this thing. I think it's just huh? ice. And I think Odin just really wanted some chipped ice and he didn't have any. And he was like, uh, it's in that fucking thing. Just... Hammer away, and he's just over there like, clink, 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 in a glass, like a big old goblet. He has somebody, like, putting together a, a slushy machine <laughs> yeah, for him. there you go. <laughs> mm. He's got, like, all these syrups lined up. He's, like, super excited, like a kid. Yeah. He's like, how can I get some shaved ice here? Um, so, yeah, the the center of the little ice battle here, uh, we see um, a, it's like a, a blue crystalline egg. Mm-hmm. It says the blood of Ymir. Um the first ice colossi, father of all giants. Ooh. So I don't, maybe it's a testicle. You know what? Let's go with testicle. Okay, that makes Canonically, sense. Canonically, this is a testicle. Yep, that makes sense. All right. So Thor is freezing his balls off. And uh, you know what? She-Hulk. She-Hulk oh, is yeah. uh, filled with gamma radiation. She's she's warm on the inside. She's, she's doing fine. Mm-hmm. So what, what can possibly happen? The smooch heard oh, around the world. Damn. That's right. She-Hulk makes out with Thor, but in the past, She-Hulk has been, uh, she's been uh, muscular, but she's been a lot more um, 
feminine mm-hmm. in appearance. Yeah. This is like up through the past couple of years after like Civil War II, mm. um, her powers got out of whack and she's become more like bulky, more Hulk like mm. or hulky. Mm. And um, so normally, if you would have said She Hulk makes out with Thor, it would have been like, okay, not a big deal. But this is like, <laughs> this is essentially like mm-hmm. uh, Chris Hemsworth making out with somebody that's like four times as muscular as him. <laughs> that's kind of what this looks like. It'd be like, It'd be like Chris Hemsworth making out with Mark Ruffalo if Mark Ruffalo was wearing a wig. <laughs> like, as the Hulk, you mean? As the Hulk, sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah it's, uh, she falls pretty big in this, so. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. like a regular Hulk. It's sexy, listen. Um, mm-hmm. The way his beard is drawn around her face. Uh, she's, she's gently caressing his giant metal ear wings. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, I dig it. Thor seems like he's digging it. Mm-hmm. Off, off panel there. Yeah, the boner heard around the world. <laughs> they can't draw it in. There's rules. There's yeah, like that code, yeah. right? That comic code. It's Marvel, still in place. Right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. can't do that. But we know it's um, there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, after that, we've got. Um, I don't know. What are we looking at here? Oh, okay. So it, it flashes back to the 1 million years BC um, Avengers again. And Loki is, again, recounting um, the battle that uh, those Avengers waged on the Celestials. And they went through and were doing everything they can to stop these these massive giants. And um, let's see. Toward the end of the issue, we find out that, uh, spoilers... Odin was the only one to survive. Yeah, like these are all like massively powerful characters, especially the Phoenix. Mm. Oh um, yeah, and uh, yeah, they uh, they got their their asses handed to them uh, pretty good there. So, and is yeah. that when yeah. he lost his eye? Is that one of that's showing there too? I I think so. Maybe I don't think he had it earlier in this story, right? But he definitely uh, doesn't could... have it at the end. Let me uh, go back. Actually, no, he he was missing his eye okay. back then as well. Yeah, so uh, maybe he just never had. <laughs> a second eye they're like yeah. he was born without it don't worry about yeah. it he's fine he's fine um yeah so in the the next issue i imagine that we'll have some follow-up with uh most of those characters being wiped out mm-hmm. and then um <clears throat> excuse me uh it says for the preview for issue five it says um there's going to be a startling secret of the progenitor mm-hmm. so We'll, uh, we'll see what that's all about. It was his testicle. <laughs> it was his testicle the whole time. You heard it. We're, we're calling it right now, okay? <laughs> we'll see you next next episode. It was a real Jacob's testicle situation. <laughs> that should be the new tagline. I like that. <laughs> Did I tell you I watched Jacob's Ladder? No. Okay. Did you? I was, I was thinking about mentioning this. Uh, this is great. I'm glad you brought that up. So that, you know, they say that all the time, like on uh, How Did This Get Made? Um, mm-hmm. Like oh, this is a real Jacob's Ladder situation then, and I was like, I kept hearing about that movie, and I was like, I've got to watch this thing because basically what I, what the spoil is is that like it was a dream the whole time, I guess. Um, like it's like this like crazy thing. So I watched this movie a few weeks ago. I, I ended up stopping it because it's really really fucking weird. Um, I thought it was going to be like some story. And it's like a mystery and like a ghost thing, or like he's like asleep or whatever. I didn't know what it was going to be. Um, it's like a really, like, it's like basically like a Vietnam vet has PTSD and it's about him like living in the world and he keeps seeing all these fucking monsters everywhere. Um, 
There's like one that like has sex with his girlfriend on the dance floor at a party. And he's, and it is, she's like into it, but it's like, it's almost like tentacle porn. It's very fucked up. Super <laughs> weird. Like it's like in the eighties. So it's like super weird, like practical effects and all this stuff. And he yeah. keeps going like crazy and like seeing weird people. And I was like, what is happening while I was watching it? Uh, so I finally just like read about it online. Like, what is this movie? Like what's going on? Uh, and it's very strange. Uh, there's a lot more to it. I don't really want to spoil necessarily uh, mm-hmm. more than I already have what people know about saying that it's like a Jacob's Ladder situation. But um, I gave it a shot to be like, I want to know. I want to end on that joke, right? Save your time, everybody. It's fine. Uh, just look it up if you want. <laughs> it's, it's a really weird movie. And I like weird, but. What if watching Jacob's Ladder oh, is a real Jacob's Ladder scenario? Oh, fuck. Like, what if you just dreamt, dreamt that you watched it? Okay. Like, people look that up, and they're like, none of that stuff Stephen said in that movie is in that movie. That's really weird. It's not about about PTSD at all. Like, everyone's viewing of that movie is different. Yeah. Man, I like that idea, though. Mm -hmm. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure, but, like, nobody can talk about it because nobody's (laughs) seen the same thing. Choose your Uh. disappointment. (laughs) Find whatever episode you want of LTAS. Choose your disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) That's our new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've All seen right. it, so now you know. Now I've done that. <laughs> it's your community service mm-hmm. for the year. Um, did you have any thoughts on uh, issue five here? Uh, or, I'm sorry, issue four of of Avengers. It was cool. Um, I liked it. I like where the story's yeah. going still. Yeah. Um, I did not got, expect uh, uh, Hulk and Thor or She Hulk and Thor to make out, but yeah, this this, uh, this is a crazy comic book ride, and I'm down for it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we've got two more issues in this arc, and then we've got a standalone issue, and uh-huh. then uh, a new arc starts in issue eight, which just came out this uh, this past week. So um, interesting. Yeah. This is we'll be uh, catching up here soonish. My first like uh, first arc for a series, and then keep going, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're cool with it, I've never done that before. That sounds exciting. Everything I've ever read is like one off and done, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Let's see what yeah. else happens. I, I was. I didn't know when it was going to end, so I've just been, like, down for the ride. So, like, it could have just kept going. I'm like, whatever. This story is really long. But, you know, like, <laughs> I just gone with it. So, that's cool. Good to know. Uh, real quick, as a... I know this is not on the script, but it's something that uh, I wanted to, to bring up hmm. um, as far as comics go. So, this week saw the release of a a, a new first issue of a, of a new series over at DC called Batman Damned. Okay. And uh, it's by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. And... Um, they, they've done a lot of like uh, Batman centric like stories together. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this or not, mm-hmm. but uh, it was on um, Seth Meyers and then Colbert. There was a, a scene in that first issue of the, the printed comic mm-hmm. where Batman, he's uh, he's injured. And I guess in his Batcave, I haven't read it, but I've just read like the story about it, mm-hmm. the news headline about it. And, uh, He's like, as he's getting up, he's like walking through the cave. He's taking off all of his clothes. I don't know if it's his costume or if it's like he got injured as when he was Bruce Wayne or whatever. Mm. Whatever the case, he ends up fully nude walking towards the towards the reader, essentially. Right. Uh-huh. And in the printed version of the comic, <laughs> you see the outline of his dick. Really? It's the first time. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> first time anyone's ever seen Batman's like dick. Like the first time a reader has ever seen a Batman's dick, you know. Was he batwing in it? Yeah, <laughs> he's really just stretching his ball sack out. 
That's so like, funny. I'm very on brand. <laughs> um, well, I was wondering where you're going with that because I was like, why would this be on all these news shows, like a comic book, you know? But that's a big ordeal. Yeah, so th- that would be why. Now, the bigger deal is. Um, at least with the comic rating community, is that that's that's how the the printed comic showed up. Uh-huh. Well, on the digital version of that, so if you go to Comicsology or download it from DC's comic app, mm-hmm. that part is censored. So mm-hmm. they've they've got it just like it was already in shadow to begin sure. with, and it was just kind of the uh, the <laughs> what's called rim lighting uh-huh. um, <laughs> that highlighted his dick. Uh-huh. Um, but they just went ahead and just put it fully in shadow. So. Mm-hmm. Unless you bought that first issue of the comic, you you won't be able to see it. Oh but man, special I'm, issue! I'm going to track down a photo online. I'm going to post it to our Twitter. <laughs> uh, we can't post it to Instagram; they won't let us do that. Oh, but that's funny. Uh, yeah, if you want to see Batman's dick, uh, <laughs> check out the Eltas Pod Twitter account. Uh, you know you want to see. Oh yeah, it. I mean everybody wants to see it. What an opportunity, right? What an opportunity, exactly. Right. Uh, you have now, look, to. If it were, if it were like Superman's or uh, the Flash's or I don't know Wonder Woman's dick, mm-hmm. um, probably, you know, don't don't really need to see that. But it, it kind of fits with Batman. You know, he's just like a regular guy. You know, yeah. his dick is very sad, like he is. You know, <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, and and then um, well, the the weird thing is that DC said that all future printings. And like all digital versions of it are going to be the the censored version of it, mm. and they said that the reason for it is because it didn't have any story purpose. Oh, but there are any number of issues of of comic books where there are just uh, women's boobs there for mm. no reason. Sometimes it's like maybe they're in a strip club or whatever, but you don't necessarily have to show them just because they're in a yeah. strip club. You can kind of like get the the idea. Mm. But uh, you know what? Sometimes it's okay. You know. Mm. Maybe some uh, some ladies and fellows want to see Batman's dick. Yep, it's fine. It's fine. It's you fine. you published the original version of it. You were fine with it. At I know one they're like point. that dude was fired. Whoever let that through, the editor or whatever, was fucking fired. Um, <laughs> it was funny too because yeah, like if you look at it the other way, like female superheroes, not a, not a, not even just like clear boobs in a in a comic or like a strip club uh, to give them a reason to do that. Even the like the costumes are like stripperish. Uh, they barely hold anything in, um, and it's 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 it makes sense for like the comic book world, I guess, whatever. But sometimes when I see them, I'm like, like in these in these books we read, I'm just like, wow, they really like go all out to make sure like every detail is kind of in there um, for the for the females. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it makes sense. Show a little D, you know. Yeah, you know what? Now I'm having uh, having trouble finding this. Uh oh, they're scrubbing it from the internet. Wait, I think I've I think I've got one. I think I've got one. <laughs> Screen grab. Got it. Excellent. Are you gonna <laughs> seek this out as like a special book to have since they won't be reprinting it anymore? You know, I went to the comic shop this this weekend and uh I thought if they have one, I might buy one yeah. just just because. But uh they were completely sold out All because right. I'm sure they're gonna be collectors items. The bat dick <laughs> bat dick <laughs> variant. <laughs> like twenty years from now, that's gonna go for like a lot of money, I feel. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Unless it's the start of a trend and we start seeing Batic everywhere in there, um, and then it's not as special. But uh, if it stays the course here, then I think it uh, might be worth some money, maybe. Oh yeah. Interesting. How could it not be? I How mean, could it not be? It's a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, though. That it was like uh, such a big deal. Yeah. It happens. 
hey, you know what? If somebody's talking about your penis, you want it to be a big deal. You know what I'm saying? And on that transition, I think we should go into the Captain Marvel trailer. <laughs> Does that make sense? Sure. There's also some controversy around this, but uh, we we can get into that really? as we as we talk about it. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> there was, but some like like the bat dick controversy was mm. weird. The uh, to me the the Captain Marvel controversy was even weirder. Oh yeah, okay. But, uh, but yeah. So, but overall, <clears throat> what did you think of the the trailer? I thought the trailer looked excellent. Uh, uh, I love the '90s, so the like early '90s setting uh, seemed spectacular. When she like crash lands into the blockbuster, I fucking lost it. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it looks really good. It reminds me of um, sort of like a Guardians of the Galaxy. Like it looks like some of those special effects, some of those powers, like almost, um, mm-hmm. but you know, grounded because now she's back on Earth. Um, kind of like Peter Quill would come back to Earth, like it, it if you kind of equate, equate it to that or whatever. Since we've seen that on screen. Um, so yeah, I really dug it. I thought, um, she looks like she's really good in the role. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think of it? I liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, I was, I was very impressed. Like I, like I know who Captain Marvel is, is as a character. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, I've, I've read a bunch of comics with her in it. We had seen artwork of what her costume would look like kind mm-hmm. of building up. So by the time the, the actual <laughs> like official photos came came out i was like oh okay yeah that's kind of about what i expected so i was actually blown away by the trailer cool um, i'm so excited for this yeah um the, the blockbuster video thing like you said um i thought was awesome mm-hmm. i do think that there's going to be youngsters that watch this that are like what is a blockbuster is that <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> so you had to like go to a store for it to be netflix for you yeah. like, is that <laughs> I imagine, yeah, like half and half in a theater of like our age and older and uh, and younger kids and like our half of the audience just cracks up and we see the blockbuster come on screen and they're just like, yeah. what's happening? Why yeah. is that funny? That's not funny. <laughs> um, I also it. like that we saw Young Fury, which I think is an excellent rap name. Uh, <laughs> anybody wants to take that? <laughs> it looks great though. Yeah, it looks like they used that, uh, the digital de-aging stuff, but... Um, See, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell if he mm-hmm. did or not, or if it was just like, oh, wear this hair. It's Yeah, so it's like he shaved uh, for once. He has no goatee, and that helps. And then his hair is different. Like, yeah, well, he has hair, but it's mm-hmm. obviously there. Uh, and uh, part of it, I think I'm, I'm just like, Sam Jackson looks like a young dude still. Like, he can still pass, whatever. But I have to believe at this point they did something on there. Uh, definitely, like, maybe just styling for one, but maybe touched it up. I'd be kind of curious to see what they did for mm-hmm. that. And then Coulson, too. Yeah, was in it briefly. Yeah. His, yeah. his hair is slightly longer. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I can't. I the the de aging thing is like so good uh-huh. with uh, with Marvel. Yeah. Like I, it's hard for me to to tell if it's somebody's been. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say euthanized, but that's a totally <laughs> different thing. <laughs> Give me a title though. That's good. I like that. Holy shit! Euthanized. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's so subtle. Like I, like even if they, cause it's going from what the, the current year of 2018 back mm-hmm. to 1990 something. Yeah. Um, I think what, once people hit like a certain age, if you just like dye their hair, like their original color, but like if you take the gray uh, out of their hair or sure. whatever, or give them slightly more hair, I mean, that's enough to like kind of get me there mm-hmm. for just assuming they're, they're de-aged or whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, if they've got crow's feet or whatever, I just assume that, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to harp on that too much. 
or whatever. If you take this this conversation out of context of Marvel mm-hmm. movies and just put it into uh, how you want to score with old people, uh, it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you brought up old people because there was uh, a scene in this trailer where Captain Marvel punches the shit out of an oh, old lady. Oh, yeah. I'm because, excited uh, because you sometimes got to have the Werther's original. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I like that scene. Uh, I'm excited to see how that plays out and why. I, I think I have an idea of what's yeah. going on there, but I don't want to, uh, to ruin it for anyone. But... Uh, it would also be good if it was just like her just punching an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> just because she's irritable, you know? <laughs> she, she's she's like, like, I just, just crash landed land. on this fucking planet. I don't want to have to get on this bus. They, they asked me for a ride pass. I don't have one. Uh, I'm in this weird uniform. People are looking at me. Get up, old lady. I don't want to. Punch you in the face. Her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking whenever she's walking around in her costume, I was like, man, it's too bad you crash landed in like 1990 because if you did that today, people would be like, whatever. She's probably going to a Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. That's fine. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> but at true. the time, it was it was. I think Comic Con was around maybe in the nineteen ninety. I don't it, know when it started. It was. It just wasn't as big of but a yeah, deal like, yet. It yeah. originated back in like the seventies or whatever. But it was like in the basement of exactly. a bowling alley or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and one other thing I liked in this trailer is uh, how powerful mm-hmm. she looks. Like there's a part towards the end of the trailer where she like charges up or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like fuck yeah. Yeah, it looks hell, good. She looks great. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. what I was going to ask you about is I heard this thing about the, uh, the poster looks pretty cool. The little teaser poster. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that, but, um, there's a, uh, uh, a supposed Easter egg in it. It's pretty obvious though. There's like a little, um, tail end of a cat, uh-huh. uh, walking away. And apparently she, uh, has uh-huh. some kind of cat friend, but I hadn't heard of that for the movie at all. So I didn't know if you had heard of that actually being in the movie that much or anything. Uh, yeah, I don't see the cat in the trailer, but, sure. uh, yeah, spoilers for the comics, she has a pet cat. What? Brent, yeah. you can't just spoil that. I'm sorry to drop that on you, but, uh, yeah, she has a pet cat. <laughs> um, in the comics, the cat is not actually, like, a, an Earth cat. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an alien cat. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, Rocket is a, uh, mm. an alien that kind of happens to look like a raccoon. Yep. Um, the cat is a, uh, an alien that happens to look like a cat, mm-hmm. and, uh. Yeah. So there's that story. <laughs> so do you, I'm wondering, though, if, if they'll just make it as, like, a cat in this, or if you think, like, are they going, like, full... I mean, they can now, I feel like, with Rocket out there in the world and, like, Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy and people, like, flocking to those movies and loving him so much. So I think they can pull that off. I just hadn't heard anything about it, so it seems, like, weird that they would just kind of tease it. Like, maybe it's just going to be, mm-hmm. like, a tease in the movie, too. Um, but, like, do you care for that character? Like, would that be, like, a cool thing to see on screen for you? Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm down for any superhero having a pet. Like I thought okay, before sure. about like, <laughs> this is okay. You're going <laughs> to take a trip down my, my psyche here. Okay. I'm very excited. So, uh, besides making lists when I'm trying to go to sleep mm-hmm. of, uh, of whatever pop culture things, I also try to come up with ideas for what I would do if I were able to like, um, make my own, um, or do my own version of a uh, an existing character in comics, okay. right? And most of my ideas involve giving that character a pet. <laughs> so, so I'm like, first thing I would do, give Peter Parker a cat. All right. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, it's like, uh, okay. So of course, uh, Captain America needs a dog. All right. Yep. So from there, yeah. So those are a lot of my ideas. But uh, yeah, I, I like the idea of a of a superhero having pets. You know what? 
It's 2018. Mm. It'll be 2019 when this movie comes out. Give Captain Marvel a pet. Yeah. Hashtag. Captain, give Captain Marvel a pet. <laughs> They're like we did. It's it's in the it's in the poster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> it's the movement. I do like an idea, by the way, of you doing a uh, a comic book series where you just give each superhero or villain a pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it's called like super pets or uh, I don't know some, something cooler than that but uh, <laughs> but I like this idea because uh, it could it could be like a, a humane um, uh, there's a word I'm looking for uh, you could like try to drum up actual people like um, getting pets because like Captain America or like the actual actors oh, yeah. like go to hospitals and stuff for kids like dressed up they could like get involved mm-hmm. in like pet adoptions I feel like uh, Chris Evans would totally be a part of that. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? So uh, I think you're you're onto a, a real movement here. Well, so a few years ago, there was a miniseries called Lockjaw, which is the best in human. He's the uh, the giant bulldog with the fork on mm. its forehead. Uh, can teleport. Just adorable. Just adorable. Sure. Um, it's called Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers. And it was a... What? Yeah. Um, and it had, like, pets from all over the, the Marvel comics universe uh-huh. in there so lockheed from um uh, the x-men kitty pride's pet dragon mm. <laughs> that's right she has a pet dragon um in the okay, comics sure. uh and then of course uh you know who else was part of that team throg yeah the frog of thunder i love the little picture you posted online that was amazing <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah it's a thing it's gonna happen join the movement yeah get out there and vote this november <laughs> for comic book pets for comic book pets, write in candidate. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's an interesting premise um, mm-hmm. to write that in. Um, maybe also just regular vote, um, and then also write it. I think that works, right? You can write in as an addition and get something <laughs> voted on. Yeah, you know how they'll let you vote twice for something. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. So just do that. <laughs> Did you vote? Yep. Look, I know we're not supposed to talk about this, but who'd you vote for? I voted for everything. <laughs> I voted for all of it. There's so many circles to fill out. I did it all. My, my elbow. I don't want to fail. Sore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a, a funny, awkward story from, my, from high school. Uh, this reminds me of, we had a, uh, I don't know what it was. It wasn't like Homecoming Queen, but it was something like that. Um, and we got to like vote on it uh, in, in school, and there were five girls up for it. And uh, our friend Amy Rothhammer, I think, won. Uh, but, uh, there was another girl and I, uh, who I, I also liked, um, she was cool and I wanted to vote for her, but I really knew Amy and she was really cool. And I saw them both at like the ceremony and I said, Hey, I voted for both of you because I thought like on the, I thought on the card, like you could vote like more than once. Like it was like some weird thing, like you ranked it or something like that. And I was like, I voted for both of you. And they were like. You can only vote once. But what's funny is I felt that they were like, he's blowing smoke up our ass. He can't actually vote for both of us. He just said that. That's really weird. He can't do that. But I'm like, mm-hmm. in my head, I was really awkward because I was like, I think I did vote for both of you, though. <laughs> so I think my vote just didn't count. They're like, like this idiot. <laughs> and maybe like step back and be like, hold on a second. Well, how did I vote? <laughs> so there's a little snippet about me. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Snippet. Lil Snippet. The return. <laughs> the new album from Lil Snippets. Voting for oh, everything. <laughs> if you vote for everything, you get nothing wrong. <laughs> it's the perfect plan. 
we're going from voting controversy to <laughs> Captain Marvel controversy. So this is what I was was uh, referring to Excellent. earlier. So evidently on Twitter after like the day after the tw- uh, the trailer came out, there was uh, some people online that were like, mm, I don't like that Captain Marvel doesn't smile in this trailer. Oh, like, okay. I heard about that. Did you hear about that? So what that refers to is, uh, I guess, a, a group of uh, uptight uh, white dudes Japanese. were upset that uh, the uh, the woman wasn't uh, wasn't giving daddy a smile. Oh God! Yeah, that's right. You did that just as creepy, creepy as it because to be. that's yes. <laughs> Go on, girly, give me a smile. Oh God! And look, I work at a uh, at a uh, a duck bank, which mm-hmm. has uh, been established previously yep. on the, the podcast. I do all the uh, the big duck banking. Oh yeah, and. Um, all the, the biggest ducks yep. roll through there. Scrooge McDuck, oh, I'm not supposed to talk about this. Listen. So much money. So much money. Uh, but anyways, um, sometimes uh, some of the ducks will go up to our uh, our tellers, and uh, especially some of the female tellers, and uh, be like, why don't, you, uh, why don't you smile for me? Give me a smile. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. So creepy. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't understand the, uh, the smiling thing. It's... Uh, yeah. It's she's a, a superhero. Um, I don't see a lot of uh, other superheroes smiling <laughs> necessarily. Uh, and then somebody on Twitter had uh, posted a picture of the the Captain Marvel poster where it was like zoomed in, mm-hmm. and um, they like photoshopped a smile on her face, mm. and which it is wildly unnecessary. Yeah, like n- no other like male characters from any of the other posters were smiling. Not even on the DC side of things, mm. you know? Um, and so then somebody took that same smile and photoshopped it on. Oh, okay. I've seen that. Okay. <laughs> on Steve Rogers and yeah. Iron Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so creepy, dude. That's fantastic. I was very but, confused. Uh, yeah. I, I thought people were mad. I hadn't seen... I was trying to look at the trailer and the poster again before this because I thought that people were complaining that they had done that officially, that they had like mm. made her smile on the poster <laughs> or something like that. But then I couldn't find it uh, right before the show, so that makes more sense now. I, I kind of heard like half of the of this controversy, but didn't know all the story because I saw all the pictures of, of the men with these weird fucking smiles, and I thought people at first were making fun of uh, Man of Steel. Or I thought they were making fun of Justice League, <laughs> but I was like, what a weird joke! It's like a year later. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought they were doing the uncanny uh, mustache valley <laughs> of Henry Cavill. It sounds like a great dressing, right? Okay. <laughs> Any mushroom valley. But uh but yeah, Captain Marvel comes out in March of twenty nineteen, so we are just what, like half a year away from that. Yeah, I'm so, excited. Yeah, me too. Very much looking forward yeah, to it. Yeah, that'd be so. cool. Um so I watched a few movies recently. It's gonna bring up briefly and uh tell you not to watch. So uh first one. <laughs> Jacob's Ladder, number one. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, let's throw that there. Number one, don't watch Jacob's Ladder. Number two, uh, After the Dark. Uh, After the Dark, I thought was a cool premise. Um, uh, it's basically like um, a philosophy class in Jakarta of like international students, and it's their last day of school. And they always do like these different scenarios for philosophy to say like, hey, how would you, you know, what would you do in this situation? Who would you choose to make it out alive in this situation or whatever? So he wants to present them with like a new one um, that's kind of like the like a big ordeal or whatever. So the the premise that he gives them is there's a uh, nuclear apocalypse happening all over the world. You are near a bunker. There are 20 kids in class plus the the one teacher. There are 21 of them. 
they go and explore this like amazing bunker. Um, it's like gorgeous, and they have enough oxygen and food and everything for a year for ten people. So they're trying to decide which ten of the class get to go. And then he throws some some kinks in the works as well to like kind of throw them off their game. Um, so it has these like these kids, and I, I don't know a lot of their names, but a lot of them looked really familiar to me. Um, I had the 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 main creepy ass fucking kid from the Purge movie, uh, the blonde kid. Um, oh yeah. If you've seen the trailers and stuff or whatever, yeah, he's like just so fucking creepy looking. But in this, he's like a normal high school student, whatever. Um, uh, and then it has. Um, Jenny from Harry Potter is in it. It has like other people, like other um, actors and stuff that I've kind of seen around. I think there's one actor from Riverdale in there. There's like um, a bunch of different people. This came out in like 2013. I just heard about it though. Oh, okay. Uh, but it basically played, like some of the effects were, were okay. Um, it basically played out in my head. I was like, man, this would be a really cool like magic school bus movie. Because essentially like he presents them at, like a verbal classroom argument, like let's get through this. But then they go and it's like they're on a d- deserted island and there's like a- atomic bombs going off all around them. And like the special effects are like there to kind of like throw you really into the situation. And I was like, this is what we need to – not like that situation, but we need to have like a, a classroom settings where we have like VR where like teachers can magic school bus their kids you know, somewhere – uh, and actually, like, get them to, like, in, get involved in education. That's the whole thing I kept thinking about because this movie was kind of boring. Um, <laughs> it, uh, it has really weird plot devices and really weird, like, stories, storylines or whatever that I didn't really understand. It's kind of cool. It goes through, like, different scenarios where they'll, they'll like, choose ten people and then he'll throw a kink in the works and then be like, all right, let's go again. Um, and they'll kind of, like, choose new different people in different ways. And uh, I, I don't know that I really care that much for a philosophy, um, but I did like my philosophy class in college, and it reminded me of that when you have a good discussion with, with good people about it. Uh, but at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, it's okay. Um, I didn't really care for the movie that much. But I wanted to mention it so that at least it's uh, it's out there, I suppose. Was it streaming somewhere? Uh, this one, I believe I got on iTunes. Um, it was like a 99-cent rental, and that's why I got oh, okay. it. Uh, and I say that because it might be streaming somewhere now, because uh, the next movie I'm going to talk about is The Endless, which I also okay. rented for 99 cents. And I've had this happen to me a few times from Apple. Uh, I like to go look at their 99 cent rentals because it's interesting to see what they have on there. And they're cheap enough that I can rent it and not care, basically. Um, the Endless um, showed up on Netflix right after I watched it, though. Um, and I've noticed yeah. this a few times. Apple will put things on the 99 cent list, and when you when I when you do that, I generally look it up, and I did with the endless, and it wasn't streaming anywhere when I looked at it that I know okay. of, but it is on Netflix now. Uh, yeah, you're right. I don't I don't see after the dark streaming anywhere. Yeah, on the Just Watch app. Mm. Just Watch app. Mm. Potential sponsor of Let's Talk About Stuff. <laughs> if they would. probably not. <laughs> but if they would, that'd be cool. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, great app. Great great website. Um, but yeah, so I say that cause I, I didn't know, but there you go. You have to rent it, uh, or don't because it's not even worth 99 cents really. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's, it's not good though. Um, the, the endless, um, I have a little more of a rant about, um, this storyline I thought was really cool. I watched it first before Amanda. I thought she might dig it though. Cause she is really interested in, uh, cults and how that affects people and everything. And, uh, so the endless is about two guys who about like nine, nine and a half years ago had escaped a UFO death cult as teenagers. Uh, They're brothers. One was younger and one was older, and the older one got the other one out, basically being like these people are like 
we thought this was a good thing for our family, but it's really not. They're going to, like, kill themselves. It's like a suicide pact kind of cult. And the younger brother, they're basically, like, living kind of shittily in the real world. And they used to live, like, on a, a farm commune that they got real nice food. And he, he has good memories of it. So he's like, I want to go back. And they go, they finally decide to go back for, like, a few days to visit this cult that they had left. But also had, like, told the world was, like, a, a horrible death cult uh, when they left. And I was like, man, what a cool premise. Um, and I knew it kind of had like either horror or sci-fi elements to it. Um, it. I think it leans more towards sci-fi. I don't think there's a whole lot of horror in it. Um, it had some interesting concepts. But my problem with it is um, there's another movie from there's uh, the directors and writers are also the stars in it. The, the two brothers, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And um, they did another movie uh, called Resolution, which I believe, I think last year, the uh, Hideous Energy, or maybe the uh, their horror one, um, had done... Uh, Eerie International. Eerie International, I think, had mm-hmm. done a, a podcast on Resolution last year. I forgot to look that up. Um, but Resolution was about, it's about a guy who is like a drug addict in a cabin in the woods, and his friend comes to like save him, and... Um, help him out or whatever and I try to get through the drug addiction and he chains him up to the wall and then they start getting like mysterious videotapes left of them but it's like their future and stuff and it's like this crazy weird sci-fi thing um I have to spoil the endless a little bit because the endless shows up in that other film during this movie so they come across those characters from resolution and they Hmm. spend about 15 or 20 minutes with them and it basically ruins the entire ending and plot line of Resolution. Oh, really? So when I looked this up online after watching The Endless, they were like, it's kind of a partial sequel to Resolution, as it appears they, they share the same creative universe and some plot points. And I'm like, no, it is a fucking sequel that you guys didn't mention. And if you if now I have no reason to go watch Resolution because I know exactly what happens in that movie. Because oh, of this one. And I don't want to spoil it, and it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, a little vague or whatever, but um, I was so pissed off whenever I saw that, because I think Resolution is going to be a better movie. I think it was better reviewed, and it's the actors maybe are better or whatever. It's These are both like independent. They're kind of low-key, but uh, overall good uh, acting and stuff. Um, but I was so upset when that happened, and I was like... Had I watched Resolution first and then watched that, I think it would have been a really cool experience. But I think you're doing a mm-hmm. disservice by hiding it from people and acting like it's not connected when it like very, very much is. So yeah. very strange experience to watch that. <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, wildly annoying. Um, so yeah, for, for Erie International, it was episode 144 back in May of this year when they were doing their... Um, what do you call it? The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Brit robot to shut down. You're awesome. Oh, oh. Um, man, it's, uh, kind of like the fourth wall breaking type of, uh, horror. I can't think oh, of what yeah. it's called. Um, but yeah, like cabin in the woods and like the, yeah. what the fuck would you call that? Those like self-aware type yeah. of horror. Meta. Movies. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's what it was. Meta, um, Meta May, I believe, is what yeah, they called yeah. it. Um, which, which makes is, sense. I, yeah. Which is also a character from the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Meta May! Right? You remember that? Right? No? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> that was awesome. Um, but yeah, I, maybe I'll listen to that instead because uh, I feel like the movie was already kind of ruined for me. So like maybe mm-hmm. instead of wasting my time on the on the movie, I would go enjoy my time on the podcast. So. <laughs> Well, you never know. Maybe the, the movie is a fun ride, you know, know. even though you know the, the end of it. I know. I, it's um, it's like, uh, it's so annoying. It's it, it's a, such a cool idea. Um, it made me think of, uh, I'm, I've, I've been spoiling this movie, like when I told my dad about it, it's, I think it's kind of out. But you know the movie Split uh, from Midnight mm-hmm. Shyamalan? It's like, we didn't know that movie was part of the Unbreakable universe until the very end of it. But we know that now because it's like, they're obviously making glass. He's in that trailer. Like he's part of it mm-hmm. that gets out in the open. But that was like a really quick little end, you know, to the movie. And it was just kind of like, Hey, by the way, everything you just saw is in this universe. That makes total mm-hmm. sense. And it kind of like, after it's out, it's out. And it's like, whatever he's going to be in those movies. That's cool. Uh, this is a lot different than that. This was like, Oh, here's literally what happened in that movie. Good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on with this movie. And it's like, had I not had you know, told me that though, I would have waited and seen that first. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it, and then in the end, it just kind of fizzled out. I didn't really care for the movie that much. That kind of pissed me off. And then I was just like, man, I don't know that I feel for any of this stuff the way it's playing out. So I'd be curious to know uh, what the eerie guys, if they've seen this one, what they think of it, um, and I and what they think of the of resolution as well. Because yeah. having seen that first, that'd be a different experience. But having seen this one first, I was like so lost. So. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Shamalama Ding Dong real mm. quick, um, did you hear that they're expanding the, like, Beyond Glass? Because that's, like, the, the mm. trilogy, right? They're going to expand it beyond that. Mm-mm. So, evidently in Glass, and I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but, you know, he's, like, a fragile guy. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Daddy needs some loving as well, so he hires a prostitute. Mm. The following movie is going to be about her. It's going to be called Glass Blower. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. I want to describe as best I can, and I'll fail right away, the pride on Brent's face as he started to deliver the punchline to that joke. Got more pride than a herd of lions. It was beautiful. Uh, It was... There's something about Brent's face... You're so straight whenever you're doing the, the, the setup for the joke. And I, I honestly never know if it's, a, if it's a bit or not. And it gets to a certain point where you get like this little smirk and you're like, I'm about to fucking go down on this. <laughs> and go down on it. You did, Much sir. Like glass <laughs> With glass blower. <laughs> Superb, sir. Superb. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So uh, jumping from uh, movies over to music yeah. real quick. Um, maybe. Did you get a chance to listen to this song? Uh, like 10 times. Did you? Okay. So, yes. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. It's a good song. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you heard it. On to the next thing. <laughs> so, no, uh, we are talking about the song Miracle by the band Churches, mm-hmm. stylized as Traverches. Yep. Um, they are a Scottish band, uh, like a, a indie pop rocky sounding, mm-hmm. I guess not like indie, more like a, um, how would you, how would you describe that? Um, it's like, uh, electronica sort of music, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like techno. It's, it's kind of like, like electro indie or something yeah. like that. Yeah. There's, mixed with pop. Yeah. There's like yeah. words for it. I've tried to, to describe it before and there's, I, I don't know what the genre is called. There's like a sound, uh, <laughs> sound, <laughs> mm, notes. <laughs> 
You nailed it. <laughs> sound. Sound it is. <laughs> that was great. Is, is this why we rarely Ooh. review music? Yeah. On this show. How, how are you supposed to? What do you say this about it? This series of sounds had notes in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd say about it. It was also around three ish minutes. So. <laughs> this has been your sound report. <laughs> sound report. <laughs> Not necessarily just music, but also like anything that's audible. Next up, a rock smashing a taco. That's a good sound. It is, yeah. Imagine the crunch. Mm. Oh, man. Um, but this sound was good. It had lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> lyrics and also additional notes by instruments. Um, so good. No, yeah, I like, this, I like this song a lot. So I'm not super familiar with uh, churches, <laughs> um, either the band... The chicken restaurant, or wow. the location for prayer. The, uh, so, the trifecta there. Yeah, the Trinity. but if I had to pick one, I'd probably go with chicken. Let's be honest, oh, I like some yeah. chicken. Uh, but I do like the band as well. <laughs> so It's like one and then 1A, right? So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm familiar with the song, uh, I think it's called The Mother We Share, mm-hmm. yeah, or whatever, from a, a, a few albums back, or I guess two albums back. Is it off their first album? Are these questions you can answer, uh, Steve? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I listened to a smattering of their stuff, not an album, so okay. I don't even know, yeah, where, where it comes from what. Okay. Honestly. Okay. So so that, I know that song came out in like 2013, or I, I first heard it in 2013, so mm. if they put out like an album every couple of years, maybe it's off their first album. I don't yeah. know why I'm harping on this. It doesn't matter. That was... <laughs> I, I heard the song by them five years ago, Okay. <laughs> Everybody's clamoring. They need to know what album, Brent. They need to know. <laughs> and you know what? I can look it up right now. I've got a phone by my side. I'm looking at an iPad, and I also have a computer in front of me. You know what? I'm not going to do it. We're all just going to stew in this <laughs> misery of mystery. <laughs> well, listen, um, I'm already there. So uh, okay. it was on the bones of what you believe, um, but it does not tell me a date. So we're still in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, literally, that's all I got. Okay, cool. Well, there's... 2013. Got it. Perfect. Nailed it. Nailed it. And that was uh, two albums ago. There, oh, yeah. first album. The debut album by Chiverches. Mm-hmm. Chiverches. How do we pronounce this? I'm just going with it. I know, it's weird. So, Whenever I look it up, I actually want to type in a V, and sometimes I'm like, yeah. you? And it always finds yeah. out. I'm like, okay, cool. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so anyway, like uh, the mother we share, I thought was a uh, kind of a, a catchy song, but not mm-hmm. really like something I'd, I'd listen to mm-hmm. a lot. Um, just didn't have a lot of uh, of rhythm, which mm-hmm. is kind of what uh, or, or, or big sound, yeah. which is kind of what I'm drawn to as far as like metal and hip hop goes. Gotcha. Um, but uh, this song, despite it not being metal nor hip hop, mm-hmm. I think is a great song. Yeah, cool. uh, it does have that big sound. I love the sound of the uh, the bass drum on this, and I think mm-hmm. all of their their um, percussive sounds are electronic, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, because I think, I think they're so. like their live setup is uh, the singer and then the the two other uh, musicians are just playing keyboards mm-hmm. the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
We're very speculative about this band. Yeah, very much so. I'm pretty, well, I just want to add, there, I'm pretty sure there's an old man um, sitting in the corner who's usually whittling, but he doesn't make much noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's part of their setup, too, because they want to fill it out the band. They had to soundproof his chair because it, it was a little creaky, but yeah. And uh, he's, he's always telling this, he's always telling the, the singer between songs, give me a smile, girly. <laughs> it keeps you fired up. <laughs> give me a smile. Again, I wish people could see the 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 look that goes along with that because the the creepy eyes, you nailed it. You nailed uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are just my natural eyes, Stephen. I don't know what you're talking. That's about. That's what I'm saying. They just naturally <laughs> dart back and forth like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So if you've not heard this song, uh, Miracle, go check it out. Um, yeah. You can uh, uh, pull it up on any streaming service, I believe. It's on. Um, rock radio, uh, like I listen to it here on uh, my local radio station, uh, The Edge. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a really good song. It's super catchy, and uh, even though it's a cold miracle, um, it's not full on uh, like a religious song yeah. necessarily. It's not that version of a miracle. It's just uh, uh, saying that uh, you know sometimes you're looking for answers, and mm-hmm. uh, even a miracle will work. You know? Mm. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah, I dig them. They a lot. do not exist, but uh, you know. <laughs> Keep hoping. Yeah. Uh, I like churches a lot. I've liked them for a few years now. Uh, I was going to say a few other songs that I liked uh, are the Mother Risha. That's a good song. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. actually not one of my favorites of theirs either, even though that's like on Spotify right now. It has 104 million listens and everything else. The top one is 19 for Miracle, uh, almost 20. Wow. So, yeah, quite over- eclipses it. But uh, Guys, we have a lot of work ahead of us. We really got to get that up there. So remember, up. this November when you're in the ballot booth, <laughs> vote for... <laughs> Miracle for churches. <laughs> We're just giving people like a list of things to write in. Just yeah. <laughs> fill in the bubbles and then even just write this over the page. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Or if it's like a screen, just write it on the screen. It's it's fine. It's fine. So pets for superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um and then miracle for churches. Yeah. And then also, you know, I guess a candidate. Uh let's go, I don't know, a liberal candidate. <laughs> let's just go with that. Don't worry about it. Just pick the D yeah. side. It's fine. Yeah. It's all about the D. All about the D. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Bad D. Some other songs I wanted to mention uh, that are good from churches are uh, that I like are, are Get Out, uh, Graffiti, and Never Say Die. Um, these are even uh, the popular ones on um, Spotify right now. Uh, but those are really good songs. So There was, um, yeah, uh, Graffiti's off that newest album. Um the reason I know that is because the band Churches actually were on uh, Comedy Bang Bang oh. uh, a few episodes ago. Interesting. And uh, they occasionally, or Comedy Bang Bang occasionally has um, musical guests on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of play a song before break, but sometimes the musicians will chime in on the uh, the conversation. And if you've never listened to Comedy Bang Bang, it's host Scott Ackerman. Mm-hmm. He interviews, sometimes it's like an actual like guest, and then he'll have... Uh, a couple of comedian friends come by and they portray characters and it's like an improv comedy podcast. Yeah. Um, churches were on the podcast and they did a great job. Like oh, they, cool. they were like uh, playing along with everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody from churches even brought up jizz. That's right. <laughs> your, jizz. your favorite thing to bring up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, go check out that episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Super funny. Super funny. But, uh, but yeah, remember, vote for Miracle. That was really earnest. 
It was. I want to break yeah. a moment. It was yeah. good. Um, yeah. Did they? I want to go back to that. Did they bring up uh, Jizzsaw? Is that why? No, did I mean get it to be fair, we came up with the character of Jizzsaw sure. after that episode. Oh, of okay. It was a, yeah, I think it was like last month or whatever. Mm, okay, fair but, enough. You know, we're gonna get it up off the ground. You know, scrape that Jizzsaw right off the ground and uh, move move ahead full force. <laughs> Back to you, Stephen. <laughs> you sound like a weatherman. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> weatherman of, of GSL. <laughs> uh, so do you want to talk about this this other little movie we watched recently? Yeah. So when Brandy and I came down to Texas, mm-hmm. the four of us, yourself and uh, your lovely wife, Amanda, yeah. we gathered around the, the television, fired up the plasma screen. Sure. And... <laughs> And we watched The Forbidden Dance. Oh my god, we watched the shit out of this movie. So on our way down to Texas, mm-hmm. my friend Daniel from California, Daniel Sanchez, listener of the show, yeah. uh, he had texted me and said that he remembered growing up with that show, or that, that movie uh-huh. as well. Um, and he was very happy that uh, both you and Brandy had seen it as youngsters mm-hmm. as well. And he had mentioned to me in that text that we didn't, or you guys didn't even bring up the, the medicine man. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was in the movie. <laughs> and I was like a medicine man. What yeah. are you talking There's about? There's so much time and, to uh, fill. I don't, I don't want to spoil it all, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my interest was very much peaked, mm-hmm. uh, for this whole, this whole thing. And, uh, it's one of those movies that I can't believe they haven't done on how did this get made? I know it's perfect for it. Yeah, yeah, it is because it's a it's a bizarre movie, but man, I had so much fun watching yeah. it. It was so, so bizarre. I was so shocked <laughs> you guys liked it. Um, I feel like Amanda. I can't remember what she said that day. I feel like she had seen it before, at least clips of it with me. But I don't know if I ever made it like sit down and watch it. And I kept telling you guys, I fully expected like we would start it and it'd be like goofy, but we wouldn't really like be digging it, and we could like flash forward, you know, or flash forward. We could fast forward through it. And then we all like got really into it, and it was like it's like one of those really good bad movies um, that's yeah. just so bad, and it's so fucking nineties. It's like right on the cusp. Of it. it was made, and I think we, we looked at it. It was made in a week and, and a half. Uh, it was made in like thirteen days, and uh, in like nineteen ninety, and uh, and it was just like so that era, like all the clothing and the design and stuff. It just looked like like just awful. Uh, but then it has like really weird sexual things in it, like a lot. <laughs> Where she's like dancing with that curtain. Yeah, she's like dancing with like that curtain. Sensually dancing. Like yeah. she's getting off with it. And then this dude is like, I, I should take her to the club. <laughs> she looks really good at that. Uh, and then the medicine man, yeah, he's all over that bitch uh, with like snakes and different mm-hmm. charms and like powders and stuff. He can, like, throw his voice to the cops like he's, like, a baboon in the streets. And they're like, what the fuck was that? And he's like, ha, ha, ha. And just, like, run away. <laughs> he tries to, that woman tries to seduce him on the couch or whatever. Uh, yeah. It's all very, it's a very strange, wonderful little movie uh, dedicated to preservation of the rainforest. So. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's how the movie ends, is it has people dancing on the floor and then it has text up on the screen. <laughs> This movie is dedicated to the preservation of the rainforest. And you're like, what are you talking about? It did its job, man. If we had if we had campaigns like that movie, 
we, we'd be so much better with our writing campaign, you know, right now. Uh, you need to get people in with the, the visual thrills. We got a third, we got a third write in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, crap. The food and dance. Uh, it's going to win all the, all the things. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you guys liked it. I, I didn't expect that. Um, I, well, afterwards, you know, we, we did that podcast before that we watched that episode. So you can imagine yeah. how much fun we had with the movie after the, you know, the, the wine and stuff of that podcast. But uh, I wish now, afterwards, I wish we would have just done like a How Did This Get Made style thing. We just didn't realize it was going to be that good. Um, I really had no expectation that you guys would really want to watch the whole thing. I would watch the whole thing because I grew up on it. But I knew nostalgia was a play. But uh, but yeah, (laughs) good time. Well, it came out the same weekend Mm -hmm. as the other Lombada Lombada movie. (laughs) Lombada. And the Forbidden Dance came out the same weekend. It's it's how they happen, man. It's like the Deep Impact Armageddon scenario. They had they had to capitalize yeah. on the Lombada quote unquote craze, uh, and it uh, just happened one weekend, and then people were done with it immediately. I know it. Done with that craze. Um, and this movie was like it had like a what like a four month turnaround, three or four months yeah, turnaround, super quick. like from the beginning of the script yeah. to the actual movie airing in theaters. Yeah. So. Which and I, is insane. I think this is the better of the two options. Uh, we read about the plot of Lombada, which I never, I didn't grow up on. But I think I thought Brandy said she did watch that one. I can't remember her or someone else I knew. Yeah. So they also watched that one. But anyway, that one sounds really weird because it was about like a, <laughs> it was like inner city. Yeah, youths. that one sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> the the Forbidden Dance <laughs> is about uh, a princess from the rainforest who goes to L.A. to save her her uh, her village from evil conglomerate. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have any money, so she becomes a maid, then a dancing girl, uh, then she works in a sex club, she gets broken out, they go save the world dancing. That makes total sense, Brent. The other yeah. movie, Lombada, is about a teacher of inner city youth who at night likes to, to do Lombada, meets some of his students out there, and still Lombadas with them, which is a very sexual dance. I do not recommend that. Uh, that sounds like a weird movie. I'll stick with Forbidden Dance. Much more normal. Wait, is there not even a medicine man in Lombardo? I don't think there's a medicine man in it. Get out of here. Right? Thank you. What? That's part of the dance. That's, as, far as, as far as Britain knows, you have to have one. <laughs> That's how you dance so sexily. You need the medicine man to guide you. So Dance so sexily. Yep. Like it. Um, dig it. But yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, again, I'm glad you guys liked it. And it was a hell of fun experience. I, I think that we all recommend anybody to watch The Forbidden Dance. Oh my god! It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I, I would watch it again, and I can because you gave me a copy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but but yeah, the the lead female actress in the Forbidden Dance, mm-hmm. she's a looker. Yep, super that's, attractive. That's why I liked it as a kid, man. I was like, this chick is hot. <laughs> yes, especially sure. '90s hot. Yeah, yeah. All those all those uh, fucking like colors and costumes and stuff like <laughs> high-waisted everything the, yes. Every, everything is turtlenecks yeah the, the yeah. 90s was a wonderful wild time that uh i quite liked a lot so yeah and then after we watched the movie we listened to the or we watched the jennifer lopez music video oh, yeah. <laughs> where she sampled the music from Lim, uh the forbidden dance uh, into her lombada song yeah yeah that might be playing right now i don't know We'll see in the edits. <laughs> it's weird too because the name of her song is I, I, I can't remember yeah, like I on the floor the Lombada oh, yeah. song or something like that. But um, she 
chose not to use music from the movie Lombada. Mm-hmm. She went with the Forbidden Dance. Yeah, she knows. So yeah. we know where her loyalty lies. Yeah. I, I was glad yeah. for that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and also, um, that song of hers is very repetitive, I found out. Um, yep. <laughs> I didn't really yep. remember that song that much. Um, mm-hmm. I remember like parts of it, but holy shit, uh, Get on the Floor is pretty much all it says. Get yeah. on the floor. I was like, yeah. I got it. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. I'm going to be over on the corner until I get drunk enough to dance. <laughs> I have my rules. <laughs> and you start off by by doing a jump word or a jumping forward flip into mm-hmm. splits, and then you yep. Uh, yep. start uh, you know break dancing from there. Well, then I do the yeah, I do a break dance. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A few spins. I I get up. Uh, I do two of the moves from the chicken dance. <laughs> two of the moves that's the key any more than that and it's just it's just folly uh and then you then you finish everything off with and i'm not sure what this move is called but you see it in break dancing where somebody does a cool move and they end up on the floor mm-hmm. where they're like their head is resting on their yeah. hand yeah and they've they're kind of laying on their side but you just sit you just lay there until the club shuts down yeah like so people have to like step around you or over mm-hmm. you and you're like, I'm just, I'm this, I, I crushed it. I'm here. Uh, it's a real like side ab workout thing mm-hmm. and arm. Yeah. Um, it's all in there, but it's a core mm-hmm. strength thing. And listen, it's my passion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's worth the passion it. of the fisher. <laughs> so it's, it's something I need to do with my life, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I feel better yeah. about it. So. Well, good. Yeah. You look great doing it. Thanks. All yeah. night. Just, well, I guess we don't take it. Go take it. Can't talk. Don't get to talk to Steven anymore because he's uh, he's just stuck on the dance floor now. You get there so early, like the club Listen. opens at six. You're there at six fifteen. I pop that up by six twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there till two a.m. Yeah, yep. Shutting it down. Yep. And the weird thing is, you'll like as people are walking by, you like <laughs> snap your fingers, be like, "Hey, can you get me a uh, can you give me a drink? Just a water right now. I'm good. Thanks." <laughs> Extra long straw. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say some of those straw. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's my life. So um, anything else by the Fruit Dance for you? No, no. It's a great movie. Go check it out. I don't uh, know if it's streaming anywhere, but do whatever you can to find a copy. Yeah, of it's worth it for sure. Yeah, uh, So absolutely. main topic, uh, A Quiet Place. Yes. Shh. I, that's what I was going to do earlier for the, uh, for the sync word. See, I thought about that too, yep. as as well. But uh, that'd be tough to actually match yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Fair enough. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, quiet place. Uh, I'm very excited. Obviously, we uh, talked about this last week um, briefly, and then we kind of decided to go ahead and do a full review this week, which I'm very happy for because uh, it's one of my new very favorite horror movies. So um, yeah, I'd love to talk about it with you. Uh, pass. All right, well, this was a short episode. <laughs> Fair enough, man. No, sorry, I was, I was looking up the Forbidden Dance to see if it was streaming anywhere. It is not, but oh, okay. uh, you can rent it on YouTube, Google Play, and Microsoft something. I don't know. It has one of those clackboards. No, go so, ahead and skip that one. Yeah, just don't even do it. Did you, did you Bing this search result? Is that why? Well, I, I Googled Bing, and then, yeah, I, okay. I looked it up on, a, on the Just Watch app. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, yeah. I still like Ashley. redirected me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so uh, A Quiet Place. Brent, what did you think about this movie? 
Uh, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before on the, on the previous episode, um, and so I'd only seen it once up to that point, okay. and then we rewatched it last night. Cool. And I think I liked it even more the second time. Cool. Because I feel like the um, it's not really like a mystery mm-hmm. at all, uh, and I followed the story pretty well the first time, but it just seems like after knowing everything, yeah. it just had a. I don't know. It just felt different to me sure. no, for some yeah. reason. Like I, I just liked it more for, for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Uh, and you find out who the killer is and it's uh, what? Dave Thomas from Wendy's. Oh my He's God. Back. Nobody expected it. <laughs> nope. Uh, I remember he specifically pointed at the screen and said, tell Steven to try my spicy chicken sandwich. Oh bitch. shit. Yeah. I mean, I think I got to now. seems like he's kind you of sponsoring to. the show a little bit that way too. So it had to be weird for you to watch it because he's, he said, tell Steven, which is yeah. you. So he wasn't talking directly to you. No, but he, so. but he was like in to my soul. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I got it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. man, it's just crazy. Like I didn't expect him to show up and that pigtails mm-hmm. girl from Wendy's, <laughs> Wendy, <laughs> Wendy, Wendy herself. <laughs> When she showed up in the third act, I did, I'm sorry, we're spoiling right now. Wait, wait, are you unclear as to who that girl is in the Wendy's logo? I don't eat Wendy's. <laughs> when you said it, I was like, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. But why does Wendy's use Pippi Longstock? That's I'm a Pippi Longstock. I grew up on that movie when I was a kid. That's a that's a weird movie too. Um, yeah. So yeah, in my head, that's it's Pippi Longstocking at best. Wow. And at, at really, I just don't think about Wendy's, honestly. So, yeah. The the redhead pigtail girl works for me. <laughs> I like that, though. That's funny. Wait a second. We're, we're learning a lot today. <laughs> um, All right. So yeah. so we'll, we'll talk spoiler-free about the movie yeah. for for a little bit. Um but you had mentioned something about uh, about your oh, brother Danny. Danny. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Okay, seeing this movie in theaters. So Danny, yeah. uh, Danny and Caleb in uh, in Denver, they have an Alamo Draft House up there, which is cool, and they go to it a lot now because it's one of the better theaters there, I think. And they like the experience and stuff of eating in the theater. And I didn't even think about this movie because I uh, for going to like Alamo Draft House, but uh, he they went to see it at Alamo, and he was like, you know. I had heard this movie is quiet, but holy shit, this movie is quiet. And so he um, he has some different allergies and stuff. Like he can't eat the popcorn there because of the butter and blah, blah, blah. So he eats like, uh, he'll get like chips and salsa when he goes there. <laughs> and he said they, they try to get there and like eat early, I think is what he said. But like they got there a little bit late and so they're still eating. And he said, he I, it's hard to maybe do on the podcast, but I'll, I can mimic it for Brent or mime it for Brent. But he was like basically trying to like take an entire chip in his mouth with each bite so that he could like close his mouth to keep the sound in. And he was just like, <laughs> and then crunched down on it. But he said it was so fucking loud. And he was just like, I know every person in this theater hates me right now. And then also mm-hmm. I think like other people though, like there's like silverware and utensils and like all this stuff going on around them, you know? So it's like the entire theater of eating people just not mm-hmm. a good movie for that, I think. Uh, but I hadn't even thought about it until he mentioned it. And I just, I was like, that's gotta be it's so awful. Like you have to watch it again because you definitely missed something, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's funny that you bring that up because when Brandy and I were watching this last night, uh, again, this is for the second time. Um, she had mentioned to me that 
she <laughs> she didn't like the movie because she thought it's too loud at the beginning or like too quiet at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Not loud. Good Lord. <laughs> uh, too quiet at the beginning. Um, and her exact quote was, I can hear you breathe. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is so perfectly brandy. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. And we were eating dinner as that was happening. And um, so we were like essentially hearing each other like chew as oh this was going God. on. Oh, my God. Um, so I was, I had commented to her, I'm glad we didn't see this in theaters because uh-huh. imagine how annoying that would be. It's already bad enough with people like talking around you or whatever. Yeah. And like just hearing their like weird, like shifting in the chair and everything. But yeah, to hear people like munch on handfuls of popcorn right. and like mouth breathe as they're, they're trying to, to yeah. watch this movie. My God, it would, uh, it would kill me. It would yeah, kill I know. Me as, a, as a human. Yeah. Same here, man. That's hilarious though. That's <laughs> If, if the movie doesn't drown out your significant other, what's the point of even watching something, you know? I'm telling you. So, that's why I like the Fast and Furious movies. It drowns you know? it all out. Yeah, um, yeah uh, that's really funny. Um, I, I'm kind of glad now, you know, guys. I have such bad experiences at movie theaters in general. I'm just glad I didn't give this one a shot in theaters. I, this is one of those I'm glad uh, to, like, it, I feel like this would have been fun to watch with, like, an opening night crowd now that I've seen it. Mm-hmm. But it's, because uh, it's like, kind of like fun and rallying at the end and everything but um i also am glad i just watched it at home in the the quiet that i could you know muster so yeah um and i know at like some theaters and in certain movies where there's um like they did it for the last jedi mm-hmm. where there's a, a part of the movie where it just oh, falls yeah. just like completely silent mm-hmm. they had to put up signs for it i wonder if they had to do that with this movie oh yeah yeah because i i can th- I can imagine some like fucking bumpkins going to see this movie and be like, there's no sound here. Oh, yeah. They, they turned the sound off. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, it's called The Quiet Place. What's your point? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but I can't hear anything. <laughs> we, th- we thought that was going to be obvious. So clearly, it's not because fucking people. Great. <laughs> I'm just in there trying to watch this movie and churn some butter. <laughs> Sir, you can't, you can't churn butter in the movie theater. Well, I hope you like bland popcorn. Sir, you don't need you don't need to you don't need to turn your own butter. We have butter substitute here, and it kind of tastes like butter. It tastes better than butter, I would say. That's impossible. <laughs> I think this bit has gone on as long as you could yeah. possibly stretch <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Butter Churning Man. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a new skate we're going to introduce every week. Uh, oh yeah, on the podcast. There's there's a lot of mileage we can get out of <laughs> out of that. Um, so I, I haven't actually looked up, uh, yeah, we, we talked about last, last time about the Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 95% last time we checked it, uh, for this, which is really awesome. Um, I also wanted to point out that the budget says it was like 17 to 21 million is the estimate on Wikipedia and it's box office was 332 million. So, uh, oh, it was a flop. <laughs> those marketing dollars, man, they made nothing on this. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, everything about this, I think it turned out really well. I like whenever kind of smaller budget movies, um, they didn't really need much for this. I think a lot of that budget too just went to actually like making the um, places like look real, like a real farm, like it was working and stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. Amanda and I had watched um, some cool special features they had on the iTunes uh, movie for this uh, about them like finding the perfect places and stuff. And uh, overall, I just really dug it. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if we've actually done the, uh, the plot for this yet. Do you want me to... Um, not yet. I, I, I do want to mm-hmm. 
run one thing by you, though. So as we were watching the movie, my wife paused it, and she said, in an apocalyptic scenario, Mm. would you rather be blind or deaf? And I said, well, I guess deaf, because I feel like in a scenario like that, Mm -hmm. vision would come in handy for you way more often. I would think so. Like, yeah. So it seemed like an obvious choice for me, but... I don't know if, if you have the same feeling or... No, I agree. Like, I, I think that's what's interesting about this movie is that uh, I don't know about um, like however, how many other movies like kind of revolve around like sound being like a, mm-hmm. an issue. So in general, before this, I would have just definitely said like I would rather be deaf because I think that your eyesight would be more beneficial in general for any type mm-hmm. of like apocalyptic scenario uh, if you had to choose. But uh, and this one, it seems like the other way. It's like nice to, uh, but also like I don't know. This one kind of, kind of hurts her to the the kid to be deaf. Um, mm-hmm. Like it, it makes it hard for her to know what's happening around her all the time. So um, could it go either way. So Brandy had insisted that I post a poll to Twitter, <laughs> asking in an apocalyptic scenario, would it be worse to be blind or deaf? So. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how this shakes out. I can't imagine anyone would rather be blind, mm-hmm. but you know what? We'll see. So there we go. Posted. Cool. So if if you have an opinion on it, go to Eltas Pod on Twitter and vote. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have a week to vote, and um, this will get you prepared, nice and oiled up to vote in November. Oh yeah. There's evidently, a lot on these ballots, mm-hmm. um, pop culture related. So <laughs> you know. So spoilers from this point forward, starting in three, two, one, zero, negative one, negative two. Right. I was going to keep going. You don't There's have to. There's a lot of numbers. You don't have to. We can just start. Oh. Credits. Podcast over. Negative, <laughs> negative 100. All right, go ahead. You're like, I just wanted to get there, but whatever. You ruined it. It's fine. I learned a bunch of new numbers, but I guess I won't get to use them. You're like, All right. Steven, I've got a new bit. I'm going to count down from three to negative 100 straight through the podcast. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> go for it, I think. <laughs> we can always edit it out later, right? <laughs> hey. There'll be like a an outtake later on of just the rest of those numbers. Just you got to <laughs> Um, so, uh, this movie is about a family who lives on a farm. Uh, there's some type of event going on. As, as far as I knew from this, I was going to watch a trailer before the show again, except for kind of forgot. I, I did watch a trailer or two, I know, before I watched the, the movie and stuff, but I didn't really remember them a whole lot. Like, um, mm-hmm. I didn't know they had three kids at all. Um, and then also I didn't know that like really if it was aliens or like what the creatures were. I don't remember if we had seen that in the trailers at all. So um, I thought that was cool to kind of like kind of go into this a little more blind. Uh, but basically this is about a, uh, a family and there are there's something going on in the world. We find out it's these creatures. Um, we don't know really what they are, like where they came from. Um, I assume that they're aliens. But um, after reading the Avengers comic books, they could have come from the, the, the center of the earth. I don't know. Uh, is this is this a tie-in? I'm wondering. That's MCU? what I'm saying. That's not. Okay. Saying. There's no celestials, yeah. but it's a small movie. Maybe we didn't see them. You know. Yeah, yeah. They're like in the Midwest somewhere. So you know? yeah, who yeah. knows? Uh, but yeah, so they basically these creatures have like crazy huge ears that are like a major part of their their head or whatever, so they can hear like really detailed things, small things, 
and people have to be really quiet. Um, like literally they, they just like have to walk around and use sign language. Um, I think, you know, luckily for this family, they had a, a deaf daughter, so they know sign language already. And I think that's kind of like hinted at that that's how they've survived where other people haven't. Um, but they have to like walk without shoes and all this crazy stuff so that they can't be heard and then to be attacked by these creatures. So that's kind of the setup of the movie, um, I guess. And, uh, and I think it's cool. I think it's a, a cool concept. I haven't seen something quite like that before. Um, I've seen some other movies lately um, that have played with um, like the idea of not hearing your intruder or whatever. Um, like there's that movie I mentioned recently called Hush. I think I mentioned it last week. That's about a deaf woman who has like a home in, an invasion basically happen and how that affects her without her hearing. And that's a really interesting concept. But I'm glad like more of these uh, movies have been coming to play and that they've given opportunities to actresses and actors that, uh, you know, are deaf. Like they had a, a daughter in this that is actually deaf, the actress, and uh, giving her a role and seeing what the world is like from her eyes and everything. So mm-hmm. it's cool. And all that by itself is enough to get you hooked into the movie. But also there's a subplot that the mom and dad run a bed and breakfast. Oh. What happens when Owen, West, <laughs> Owen Wilson Walker <laughs> comes to stay with them, and he won't shut up? Oh. Wow. <laughs> you know? And then... He won't stop The it. third subplot with... Uh, what's her name? Wendy? For, <laughs> Is it Wendy? Is that what you said? Wendy from uh, the restaurant. From, yeah. Uh, Wendy's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, cool. she's she's actually playing with a Ouija board. I mean, this ties into a lot of, oh, a lot of things. Oh, man, crazy. She's like, Father, let me <laughs> resurrect you. But instead of using one of the, the Ouija, like, slider things that has, like, the plastic thing with the, the circle, mm-hmm. the glass circle in yep. the center of it, she uses just a, a filet of uh, spicy chicken oh. to point at the letters. Okay. And, uh, again, spoilers, Dave Thomas comes back at the end. This sounds like a movie you would direct, for sure. Yeah, this is really just my way of getting a bunch of spicy chicken sandwiches. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's my life. goal in life. Yeah. As long as I can get yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, A Quiet Place. Uh, it was directed by John Krasinski. Uh, screenplay was by Brian Woods and Scott Beck. This was a, a spec screenplay that they'd written, and then uh, John Krasinski came in to direct it, and he did uh, some rewrites and stuff as well. Um, mm-hmm. So the story was, was by those guys. Um, starring John, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt... Uh, Millicent Simmons and Noah Jupe, I guess is how you say his name. Jupe, uh, there it is. <laughs> and then I, I didn't notice this at the time, but I just saw it on the Wikipedia. But uh, the music was by Marco Beltrami, who I've been looking up lately. Um, he does the he did the soundtrack and score for Scream, and um, he did a he's done a lot of different scores. I really like him a lot. He does a lot of horror stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. Scream and like the there's like other movies from the era um, that he's done a lot, or he's been like interjected. Like his music's been interjected in other areas and stuff which is uh which is mm-hmm. cool so uh yeah it's good i like i actually liked the music a whole lot in this it's one of the things i wanted to mention um i the watched movie. the the extras mm-hmm. after watching the movie last night and they were they were talking about the sound design and then the, the music as well and they said that um yeah i, I guess i'd never heard that guy but mm-hmm. yeah i've seen those those movies yeah um but i mean that's cool that, that he did that yeah. um i i like the idea that even though he's a composer he knows when to st- take the music out yeah. and just let the, the scene play out by itself, you know, for that, that tension. Yeah. So, cause if it were me, I'd be like, no, we're doing this. And you just have like a, <laughs> some fucking ripping electronic or electric guitar or whatever. You're like, huh? Just wailing through there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get Slayer for this. <laughs> You're like, I like, I know what I like. Um, yeah. no, yeah, he's, uh, it's good. I, 
I like the music because um, overall the sound of this obviously is like a big point, uh, which is what mm-hmm. we call music. So that that's great for us. Um, hmm. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> the, it all comes back together. Yeah. The sound design in particular, I think like this should win the Oscar. It's just like so inventive and cool and different and yeah. the way it cuts out and the way that they portray like what the, uh, the deaf daughter is hearing in her head um, and the, the way that sounds affect um, her and the creatures and all this different stuff is just really neat. But then also the music I think is really good. It's very like soft and poignant. Um, it's very like raw almost, um, but yeah, used sparingly. Like you have to know when to use it, but know when not to use it. That's a good point. Um, yeah. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. Steven, you got to know when to run. And uh, that's what they did with the sound design. They did a great job. Um, like in the, uh, the the extras on this, they were talking about how the ambience of a just a room inside their home is going to be different from outside mm. and like how even though there's like there there's not a whole lot of like um crazy sounds or whatever mm. in this you still have to pay attention to every little bit of everything yeah. like if if the the wind is blowing the sounds of nature are going to be different than if everything's calm mm-hmm. or whatever you know um and uh yeah they do a lot of things in this movie to make sure that they are being as quiet as possible like you said they walk barefoot and they also walk on sand mm-hmm. paths uh just to help you know squash down any of the the noise they're making by getting from one place to the other but when it shows like close-ups of them like walking on that path even like there's a little sound but just enough to help you kind of stay in the moment yeah. there, yeah. you know? So, uh, yeah, very, very inventive on, mm-hmm. on that side of things. Yeah. And then further with that too, I like how they explore that in the story about how like the kids growing up in that world and, um, in the beginning, um, how they lose a little brother because he's put batteries in this like uh, space shuttle thing and it makes a lot of noise. Um, and I, I find that that scene interesting, uh, for one, because once they hear it, and the parents turn around, and John Krasinski starts running towards him. Uh, they can't yell at him to stop uh, because it'll give their position away, and they'll all die. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What a weird position to be in as a parent! Like how hard! Like he's just trying to run to get to him, but he's yeah. like, I'll kill myself and the rest of my family if I if I tell him to stop." Um, mm-hmm. And that was really interesting. But the way that it all kind of plays out through the movie where the other kids after that event and, and just in general living, like growing up in that world, how they're so scared to make any noise. And I love how they play with that later when they go to get fish in the river. And he's like, it's okay. Like if there's another sound nearby, kind of mask that. They go by that waterfall and he allows them to like yell. And I thought that was, uh, there's a lot of really cool like dad son moments. And I know the, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt have kids, and so it makes sense that they would like be able to pull that kind of information in. But um, how they used that stuff to make the scenes emotional, but also the coolness of the sound design again, when they were like, what would the world be like if everything had to be absolutely quiet? If they if these creatures had killed most humans and most animals that made noise that they could get to, they can't get to like birds and they can't hear the fish really. Um, and so there's like not as many creatures around. There's like some raccoons briefly in it who get taken right away. Um, Mm -hmm. so it's interesting how it all plays out and they use sound as like a, almost like a character to like kind of propel the story and like show like how different is the world, you know, uh, when you take that away, it's, it's very unlike any other movie that can be made because most movies can just have sound and it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, it was just really cool. Like a lot of really cool, fresh ideas. Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, so going back to that scene where 
you know, at the beginning where the, the, the kid is playing with the toy yeah. and the, the sound kicks on. Um, it made me wonder if this movie is a warning about the dangers of giving children noisy toys. Oh, okay. I think that's kind of the, the like, the Forbidden Dance was about saving the rainforest. Sure. A, a Quiet Place is about, hey, you know, if you if you have to give a child a toy, do, just keep it quiet. Keep it quiet. Give, them, give them a stuffed something, mm-hmm. you know? Not a Teddy Ruxpin, not, even though he's back <laughs> better than it. ever. Yeah, don't do it. Just, just give him like a teddy bear, you know? Can I further um, theorize that this movie is actually just anti-kids, just don't have kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it would, they would probably be fine. They would probably just be chilling in a bar and reading if they didn't mm-hmm. have kids. They'd be like, yeah. whatever. But they have kids, and they're loud, and they got to take care of them and stuff. So overall, it just seems like a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and you throw an apocalypse in that scenario and it's even more work. So, and then again, jumping to the bed and breakfast scene, they're like <laughs> telling Owen Wilson, Hey, you know, yeah. you can stay here, but it's going to be like $40 for the night. <laughs> and he's like, wow. And he takes out his wallet and he has a Velcro wallet. Oh, he would. That's, he that's would. when he dies. That's when he dies. I'm sorry. That scene's just so emotional. Um, it is very emotional. You hear the rip and then of the Velcro, and then as as he's like dying, he gets dragged off to the woods. But they're able to like get the the monster to to run run away. Mm-hmm. Um, they they go and they they like pick him up and hold him as he's taking his last breath and his last words. Where? <laughs> it's so touching. It's so poignant. Yeah. It's unexpected. You know, like nobody expected mm-hmm. him to be in the movie. It was a total secret. Uh, yeah. Which is why we're talking about this in spoilers. Um, I'm sorry. It's just like I it's call good. that my kung pao chicken. <laughs> wow. Uh, Shanghai Nights. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was from, so I needed that reference point. <laughs> I appreciate yep. that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot to talk about the movie. I kind of just like. Uh, it's really good. There's like some different scenes that I think I might be able to mention or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, is there anything in particular? I've got a few notes. Yeah, you were thinking about? Yeah, yeah. So there, there are two things that might, after knowing them, if you've never seen this movie, mm-hmm. that might turn you off of this this film. But I'm, I'm going to stress to you, and I think Stephen will as well, this movie is totally worth watching mm-hmm. multiple times. Yeah. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. But this movie is produced by Michael Bay. That's, this is true. blows my fucking mind. I know. <laughs> I did not catch it the first time. Yeah. I watched it, but yeah, after the second time, what's the credits? Platinum Dunes, yeah. Yeah. That's how I know, yeah. Um, and also, the opening of this movie has the family in a shop called Larkin's Market. Mm. What is that And from? for the, the writing, or for the font, they use the papyrus font. <laughs> did they really? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't notice that. Yeah. The best font? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a quarter step up from Comic Sans, uh, but, you know, it's still, come on, get out of here. Get out of here with that. I know I do a lot of uh, Parks and Recs mentions, uh, but there's another one that I, I like uh, that reminds me of where they're trying to de- redesign the Parks and, like, lo- uh, Parks and Rec logo. And uh, Jerry, the old guy, is like, I don't know. I just think Comic Sans always screams fun. 
<laughs> and I'm like, you are so epitome, like the epitome of so many people like that. That makes total yeah. sense. Uh, like it, it, it makes sense for him. For yeah. Sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, so yeah, but those are the only two bad things about this movie. Uh, Otherwise, definitely watch it. Yeah. Uh, and if you've seen it before, watch it again. Yeah. We'll wait. It's so quiet. We just watched the movie on yeah. low right there. I don't know if you noticed, mm-hmm. but the whole thing was there. It's a quick movie. Uh, that is that is true, though. Uh, that is not mm-hmm. a bit. That's one thing I mentioned to you is uh, um, that this movie is like a, a bullet, uh, is how I describe it. It's like a. Uh, it's just so fucking fast. One thing I thought about the the plot from what I did know about the movie, or I guess just what I expected, was that it would um, be more like an opening setup to the story, and it would kind of play out over time, and then they might have like a big you know finale for the third act. But instead, it's like it kind of opens up, and there's like a big moment. Flash forwards, uh, uh, flashes forward like about a year, and you kind of see the aftermath, but it's like, after that, it's like pretty much like that day or the next day. Like it's like, it's, it takes place in a, in a really relative short amount of time. Kind of like when yeah, everything goes to shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think about four days total. Yeah. Altogether. It's really quick. Yeah. Um, the amount of time that, that passes, but also like, yeah. I didn't, I just didn't expect that. And I think it was really cool. Like, it's kind of like they put all these things in place to keep them safe in their house and their, the way that they conduct themselves or whatever, like, you know, be quiet and then it's like, what if all that stuff goes wrong? And then the other thing we haven't mentioned on this yet is that uh, you find out when they flash forward that, um, I can't remember her name right now, that Emily Blunt is pregnant. And it's like, at first you're like, holy fuck, they're going to have a baby. Babies are not fucking quiet. They have no like yeah. way to be quiet. Um, and then they start, they show that they build like this little like casket coffin looking thing uh, with like a, <laughs> where it can like close the baby off. And then they have, an oxygen tank, uh, oxygen tank to to supply him air, and I was like, I thought that was so interesting uh, the way they were trying to do all that stuff and like, just the the again, I think it's an anti kid movie. It just fucks everything up, uh, yeah. and it's so terrifying though to see her as like a, a mom, you know, give birth to that baby during this, and the monsters are like all prowling around and stuff. It's it's very fucking tense. They did a, such a good job with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I I like the idea that we don't know what. Emily Blunt or John Krasinski did like before all oh, of they, this like they did it creature stuff. That's how they got no. the baby. <laughs> I mean, like for careers. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like because we have so little information on them that I'm just like, oh, okay, so they know what to do in this scenario. Sure, yeah. You know, he knows how to send an SOS. He knows how to build this oxygen thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and yeah, it's just he might not though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did it, obviously, but yeah, we have no mm-hmm. clue really where he got these skills or anything. What if he is like a real Tim the Toolman Taylor, and then he's just like more power, oh, 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 and uh, just <laughs> everything goes <laughs> goes bad. That's a different movie. It's a different movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I was wondering though. I think he is. I think that is their farm. I think in other mm-hmm. things, like in The Walking Dead, um, you know, like they come across things and they either meet with people or like they might just take it over or whatever. Um, but like this movie starts, like it's pretty early on in the beginning. Like I think everything happened really fast. And I think mm-hmm. they survived because they were living on a farm kind of out away from things and because they knew sign language so that they could be quieter and stuff. Um, I wonder about, I, I love the mythology of this world that he's created or they've created. Um, 
and they've talked about like sequels and stuff to this, uh, which I think the ending definitely lends itself to. Um, but I wonder, you know, more about it and um, kind of where they came from as well. But I love the mystery of it too. It's really, it's, it's fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do have a, a bit of a quibble for, okay. for part of this. So like you'd mentioned before, they walk around barefoot uh-huh. most of this movie. My wife is not a fan of uh, feet in general. Uh, <laughs> yeah. As we mentioned before on the podcast, she wishes everyone just walked around on stubs. Yep. Um, even herself. Doesn't even like her own feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crosses her out. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever the case. Um, but what do they not have socks? It seems like socks. Oh, that's good would be a, Possibly a better way to go, but uh-huh. maybe, maybe they're too slick or maybe they just wore out all of their socks yeah. because they're walking on sand the whole time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a sock can get caught on something and rip. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going back and forth on it. I thought about, like, Vibrams, like the five-finger toe, or the five-toe, whatever, uh, Mm -hmm. shoes that they have for, like, running and stuff. I was like, that's perfect for it. Like, you'd still want, like, shoes on, I feel. Yeah. Uh, But I get that they can be loud, so. Wait, do do they have Velcro straps on those? Oh, they might, yeah. They might have it across the top. That might be why. Velcro, man. Yeah, it gets you every time. Mm -hmm. You need the silent Velcro from uh, Garden State. That's what you need. Wait, what? Have you ever seen the movie Garden State? No. Uh-uh. <laughs> there's a thing in the movie Garden State where there's a, he goes back home and there's a guy, a friend from high school, who's gotten really rich because he developed a, like silent Velcro and he sold it to the, to the military. And, uh, and it's funny because they'll use it and they, it doesn't make any sound. And they're like, yeah, we just use real Velcro. We just cut the sound for the movie, you know? Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like a plot point. So just saying. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> hey, wow. I didn't even know that was something that yeah. had been brought up in pop there culture. There you go. Before. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harmonized wows. Yeah. Um, the uh, the other thing about feet is uh, and something we got to talk about. Okay. The most painful Ooh, portion of this fuck. movie. The nail. Yeah. As soon as I saw uh, that nail get pulled up out of that step. Yeah. I was like, this is not going to be good. Yeah. And you know what? Spoilers, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not good. It's the most like visceral thing. Like every oh, time I yeah. see it, when, I just oh. like, I, I can feel my like body tense up. She's such a good actress. Uh, when she first steps on it and she drops the frame and it's like, uh, she's trying not to scream. Like she makes like a noise at first and drops the frame, whatever, and then like holds it in. And then she has mm-hmm. to like kneel down and like pull her foot off of it slowly without screaming. And she's in labor this whole time too. She, she's fucking mm-hmm. in pain. Like all that stuff was crazy. Um, the whole time after that though, I was like, again, it's like hard in the world. Like you can't use a hammer. You can't use like a saw. Like they're all too loud. Mm-hmm. So like, what do you do with that? But the whole time after that, like they, they did such a good job of building the dread. Like it, it, she pulls it up and it breaks off or whatever. And you see the nail there and it's like, obviously something's going to happen with that. They build that dread right away. She fucking steps on it. But then the whole rest of the movie, it nobody does it with there. it. And it was terrifying me the whole movie. I was like, yeah. the kids are going to step on it. She's going to step on it again. A monster is going to step on it. Like something's yeah. going to happen with it. And it was like, I don't, on one hand, it was bothering me. I was like, just get rid of it out of the plot. On the other, I was like, man, it is still effective. And I know it probably won't happen again because that'd be silly. But since it's still there, I still have that mm-hmm. fucking dread in me. And it's so gross to think about. Uh, and it's like, man, they really just built that and kept it there. Towards the end of the movie, the daughter, who is deaf, walks down the, the steps. And um, earlier in the movie, she is prevented from going downstairs by John Krasinski's character, mm-hmm. who 
just by watching the extras, I find found out his name is Lee. I don't know anyone's name in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's funny. But um, but uh, yeah, he he stops her from going down there. And uh, I do have a question about that um, here in a minute. But uh-huh. it, later in the movie, when the, the daughter's walking down the stairs, she's never been down there before. So it's it's kind of she's looking around as she's mm-hmm. walking down there. And I'm like, she's going to step on this nail, too. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be bad for everyone. They should at least One have like a styrofoam time. cup they can like put over yeah, it or whatever, you, you know. I like but, the idea uh, that this movie all of a sudden turns into like a slapstick comedy where every <laughs> member of the family steps on that nail going down. <laughs> and then the creature the, and yeah. They end up getting chased outside, and one of them steps on a rake. Yeah, like right in the face. They're like, uh, it rings their, their bell a little bit, and then they turn to walk another way. They step on another rake, and then it, the camera zooms out, and you see like a whole field of rakes. Like, Why do we put all these rakes here? <laughs> I like this twist we've added to the yeah. movie. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so my question was, why did John Krasinski's character prevent her from going downstairs early on? I don't quite understand. Uh, yeah. And I, and I wasn't even sure, like, where that was. I guess that's the house they, they live in. Mm-hmm. That's, but, yeah, I don't know exactly why. I think his, his character is kind of mysterious. Um, uh, you know, it plays out throughout it that, like, his son is like, do you blame her for the loss of their other child? And he's like, no. And she's he's, he's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. She's fucking yeah. bitch. <laughs> uh, no, and he's like, no, like, of course I don't. I love her and stuff. And he's like, well, she blames herself. You should tell her you love her and all this stuff. Yeah. And I kind of feel like he he does, though, blame her. Um, I think it's mm-hmm. more complex than trying to be like, he's such a good dad. I think he definitely loves her. But I think he is holding – I think it's just a hard life. They're, he's doing his, the best he can. And partly I feel like an extension of that is him not letting her down there. Just kind of like just this is my space. There's, you know, I have all this, like, these theories up on the wall. I have this, this stuff I'm working on. Just, like, don't mess with it overall. Mm-hmm. He is just kind of frustrated with her, maybe. Um, and on the other hand, if that's not true, maybe just to protect those things. I don't know. But I kind of thought that, too, that I was like, what's the harm in letting her down there? But maybe he just has some rule. I don't know. So I kind of just let it pass. But I get you. He's like, I'm trying to build a ship in a bottle down there. I don't need you fucking if that you, up, too. Ugh, I will get so pissed. Is the quietest activity that I like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was, it, it might have just been a plot device too that it kind of worked out, you know, that she mm-hmm. found all those things and whatever. I mean, I'm cool with that too. But um, some of this stuff, I partly like this movie because it's not always like um, necessarily like highbrow cinema. It's that they do it in such a good way. It is pretty much like a B horror movie just done really really well you know like yeah. the, the plot is is thin it's fast um but the characterizations the way it was shot the sound design the music the you know all those things are, are brilliant they're great uh, but at the mm-hmm. end of the day a plot a major plot point being that there's a nail sticking out of the floor and we see it and you're just waiting for it it's kind of like a simple plot um mm-hmm. but it's like i like it still it's really good so i'm kind of down with that they talked about it in the extras about how normally in movies like this, you would have all these different expendable characters or whatever, like sure. a, a, a group of characters. Some of them are going to be expendable. And I mean, there are deaths in this movie, but one way they were able to tie everything together and make it to where it's kind of a shorthand acknowledgement of these characters caring for one mm. another and there being actual stakes is just by having them be a family. Yeah. So I really yeah, like that idea. Um, it just kind of puts everything right there. And um, 
it just puts a button yeah. on everything. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, because you you only get like the kid in the beginning, and then you get the that weird old dude, uh, out in the <laughs> forest or whatever. Um, yeah. which was which is crazy. Um, and then you know later on you get like uh, Drona Krasinski's death, which was uh, really fucking powerful and cool. I thought that was really neat. Mm-hmm. Um. Part of me too with that, I, I I felt like did he need to do that? Like it was another way to save them, but I think he kind of evaluated mm-hmm. his his all what he already had as wounds, and he was like, I'm not going to make it. Um, but that mo- mo- moment is so powerful when he's able to uh, just like yell for them uh, to save them and stuff. Uh, that was really cool. Um, and then uh, getting to the end, um, whenever they're like the kids and the mom are down in the basement, and they're starting to like put things together about how to kill these fucking things holy shit, this movie turns, like, fucking badass all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this mother-daughter uh, revenge team, you know, team up in the in sequel. Sounds awesome. The, so. the the last thing we see in the movie is Emily Blunt just, like, cocking that gun. Yeah. And it's uh, like, fuck yeah. And then the credits, like, the custom uh, bike. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sweet. Man, I got so pumped. And then, like, I remember uh, I watched this first with my dad, I was like, oh my god, that was that was awesome, and uh, I was like, that was like a minute. No, I think we did a minute. It was like an hour and twenty six minutes at that point or whatever. It's like so short. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I, I kind of want to mention too. I, I've been watching a lot of uh, Attack the Block. Attack the Block is a very short movie as well, and I was watching some of the commentary with the Lego Movie. Yeah, you've seen Attack the Block, the Lego movie. Yeah. Uh, These fucking Duplos <laughs> rolling up in here. But I was watching some of the commentary with. Uh, the director, um, Joe Cornish and Edgar Wright, who is an executive producer on it. And they were talking about like Edgar Wright's first movie, A Fistful of Fingers, is like 70 minutes long or something. And he's mm, like, yeah. he's like, I don't care. Like if your movie is 70 minutes or 80 minutes or 90 minutes, like it's a movie, whatever, like do whatever you need to do. And they were talking about how they uh, were just wanted to get the story out that they wanted to tell. And if it was however long, it was however long, you know. And I, I applaud that because it doesn't need to be any longer than it needs to be for one for the story. Um, but then also with these horror movies, I think they're more effective because they're short and sweet and fast and just like in your face and then done, you know, uh, right. this, this movie did better, I think, than being like a two hour movie. Uh, cause it already feels kind of slowed out a little bit for a little while with the quietness and all that stuff. And it's like kind of a slow movie at first. And then it's just like packs a punch and just goes with it. And I, I thought that was really intriguing. So. Yeah, even though it's slowish, kind of at the beginning, it's still super interesting because you're yeah. getting a feel for the world, like up through um, when um, the the father and son go to the to the stream mm-hmm. and they explore. Like, well, the 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 river is louder than you know, or yeah, whatever noise he makes mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and then later on, when they go to the waterfall and you know they they have that conversation yeah. there. Uh, oh, and speaking of conversation, I made a note here. Um, we don't hear anyone's actual speaking voices until 38 minutes into this oh, movie. Oh, wow. Like their actual, like, um, I guess normal, like, conversational volume. Uh-huh. That's between uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt yeah. when they go down to uh, uh, to the basement. Mm-hmm. So That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they talked about in the special features about how the, the script was like 65 pages, and usually a page is a minute uh, for script writing. A uh, minute on screen, and um, they were like, "But there's like no dialogue for one. Like it is a short movie, and it's gonna be fast. But yeah. like, there's no dialogue to fill out that space. Like that's how people think of a a page per minute. 
um, is like, oh, well, it's going to cadence out that way. But it's like, what if it's just action? And the only action is they're walking on sand. You know, like that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But that could fill like 30 seconds or something, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, it kind of, it was, it's a interesting process for this type of new movie or whatever. It kind of, kind of fun. And in the, the extras, they had mentioned that they, uh, that John Krasinski, he was like, like if, if he's the director, he's going to like go out and start like doing shit. Like they hadn't even thought about doing the location scouting, oh, but yeah. he found, he found that red barn uh-huh. yeah. and he said it was the barn and the house and that was it. So they had to get, um, they had to grow their own corn mm. to make cornfields yeah, okay, and build go. that silo and everything. Yeah. So there's all this prep to, to get this movie up and running, uh-huh. but man, everything looks great. That's yeah. pretty much everything you need. Like it starts off at the town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see a, a bridge mm-hmm. um, yep. that they come back to about midway through the movie. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's, everything is right there on yeah. that farm. And the design of it's cool. really cool. The, the light system that they make up where it's like uh, the regular mm-hmm. lights and red lights when something bad's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so cool. And then, uh, like, I just like, that's when the, the, that's when the bed and breakfast turns into a, a <laughs> prostitution ring. Red lights on. <laughs> you know, they have that that's, scene where he's on the... why Owen Wilson shows up. He's on the silo and he lights that fire and there's all the other fires around. I, I assume from like other farmers or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, being like, hey, we're here too. It's like they turn the red lights on and all these fucking farmers just flood in from yeah. other... <laughs> from other farms just like, fuck people. They're like, we still got to do it. This is the yeah. quietest place around. Interesting. Um, yeah. People didn't know that this movie was going to be a, a, a hostile... Uh, hostel, but uh, a bed and breakfast prostitution mm-hmm. ring movie, you know? Yeah. But there you go. John Krasinski wanted to make it, so. People were blown away. One reviewer said, wow. <laughs> he was in the movie, though, so it doesn't, doesn't <laughs> yeah. quite count. Yeah. Well, he was wearing a mustache. He tricked us. <laughs> Did you have anything else to say about the movie? Um, yeah, I've got a, a couple of things here okay, real quick. Cool. So I think the alien designs look great. They oh, look yeah, like cool. a, a mixture of, uh, Venom mm. and, uh, the Cloverfield monster. Yeah. Kind of like a mixture they got of the like two. big arms, like big arms and the, yeah. the legs. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the, the monster in the water is creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a, uh, I get a little bit panicked thinking yeah. about things being in water sometimes. Okay. Like back in the day when I first got a Nintendo 64, the first game I got was Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Mm-hmm. Of course, And yeah. like the, the second level of that movie, you have to jump into water and you have to swim down and there are dinosaurs that will swim up to Ooh. get you. Brand new system. First time playing it, I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I turned it off. <laughs> That's funny. Eventually, I would like go back and uh, get past it, but uh, yeah, You're like That's not, too much uh, for me. Yeah, I don't like creepy <laughs> shit in water. Uh, maybe it's just me. Just me. Yeah. Um, let's see. the The bathtub scream was evidently one take. The Ooh, with uh, yeah. Emily Blunt. That was so um, good. Yeah, Krasinski on the extras. He said that yeah, that was all one take. There's only one take of that that exists, mm-hmm. and it's in the movie. And he said at the end of the the take, if you were to see it. Um, there's just like a few seconds of silence after she does that. And then you can hear him off screen saying, I guess that's lunch. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And then also according to the extras, um, the aliens hate sound. I thought it was something they were using to like hunt, Mm. but I guess they, they hate it, which is, is weird. So it's a, this movie is also a exploration of people being loud in movie theaters oh, and in other yeah. situations where you're supposed to be quiet. Yeah. 
So you can stick these monsters after them. You know, at Alamo Drafthouse, they have just servers that go around and they'll they'll shush you or they'll bring a manager in to kick you out eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another theater. It might have been. I feel like this is like a, a Chinese or Japanese, like Asian type theater system they would do. But there's something somewhere that they do like uh, silent ninjas that like pop up from behind your screen and cover your mouth. This is a real thing. It's like a real theater. Oh, yeah, these people like sneak around and like cover your mouth. Um, but I feel like this is a new one where you have those creatures, someone like a uh, suit, and they just walk around in a uh, theater and uh, maim and kill people, <laughs> I guess. Right? I mean, that seems reasonable. Yeah, I mean, look, I have a real problem with it. It's one of my <laughs> big issues. It's the, it's the right? biggest issue I'm voting on on the pop culture ballot this fall, oh my God. coming November 6th to a, to a polling place near you. <laughs> so what we're saying is rock the vote get out there uh, <laughs> your own ballot you know actually uh i was reading uh quickly uh, i just saw this little thing uh on wikipedia that it says initially the writers had considered developing the film into a cloverfield installment uh see i i was going to say like i could see them like adapting this into the cloverfield uh, universe i'm kind of glad they didn't I know. because there'd be like a, a giant slush slush sign somewhere yeah yeah uh not that that's a like a big deal to me but like not everything has to be yeah. cloverfield it's know. like it it's cool it could have been cool but it's also like a great film on its own like you want to do something original or whatever so that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. i'm down with that cool <laughs> All right. uh, Those are all the notes I've got on the movie. Do you have anything else for it? No. uh, Last thoughts. I just thought it was really good. I was very pleasantly surprised. Not surprised. Sorry. I was pleasantly uh, Mm -hmm. uh, glad. What am I looking for? What am I trying to say here? I thought it would be good. I was Mm -hmm. hoping it would be good. I heard good reviews. It it was just as I expected it or better. Uh, I've seen it three times now. I watched it with my dad. I watched it with Amanda when I got back and we bought it. And then last night before the podcast, um, I thought the first time was great because I didn't know what was going to happen and it was scary and stuff. My parents live on like three acres out in the middle of nowhere. And I, afterwards I had to go outside to my car to get something from it. Cause I was staying with them and mm-hmm. I walked out and I came back inside and I was, I told my dad, it was like midnight. We watched it. I was, I told my dad, I was like, all right. So I went out to my car. Did I use my flashlight and look all around the woods as I was walking out there? Absolutely. <laughs> was I quiet? You betcha. Just in case, you know, like it, it did get me enough where yeah. I was like, I live it like my parents live in a place very much like that, like not a farm, mm-hmm. but like very much like by themselves and like there's like woods around, you know. Um, so it's like it was very I would love to watch this movie like outdoors there. Like that'd be my, mm-hmm. my dream. That'd be great. Uh, but yeah, really effective. And then the second time, kind of what you were getting into before, I think the second time for me and the third time I was able to focus on other aspects now that I knew what was going to happen of the direction and the sound design and stuff, I could really focus in on the filmmaking of it. And that was really cool. And just the story in general and the characterization and stuff and be like a little more focused on that than what's going to happen to them. And it, it hits different levels each time I watch it. And it still holds up. It's still like scary and creepy and like dread. There's a whole lot of dread mm-hmm. uh, in the movie with that nail and, you know, this the creatures and stuff. So uh, really dug it. Um, highly recommend it. Um, certainly going to watch it all the time for, for Halloween and just whenever. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Wow. <laughs> you want to add anything? <laughs> I think I said uh, everything I need to say about it. I totally agree with your assessment of it. Cool. Good movie. Go check it out. Yeah, right on. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but uh, hey, you know what? 
download that Just Watch yeah. app. Use promo code LTASPOD for <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing really. It doesn't. It's not really even a thing. It doesn't cost it's you a, anything. It's a free app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People will be like, "Where is the promo code part? Where do I put it in?" Click on the upside down <laughs> pentagram and uh, wait. It's just a, a regular star. Oh, yeah, okay. Then you call it what you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that is it for today's episode. So if you have any questions, comments, songs, or dances, mm. that's something my old. What math teacher used to say. He used to crack up. He used to crack himself up. <laughs> He's like, I'm a cool guy. <laughs> sure, Mr. Jones. Uh, show suggestion, dog picture, pop culture, combat contender, or anything else that you want us to discuss, be sure to let us know. You can email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTAS pod. Uh, again, check out our Twitter for that uh, Twitter poll about being blind or deaf in the apocalypse. Also, check out that sweet bat dick. (laughs) 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 And also be sure to follow Stephen on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Yeah. All right. So anything else to add today, Stephen? I think that'll be it. Uh, It wasn't as good as last time. (laughs) We thank you and apologize for sticking through. But, uh, you know, we'll get it back. Don't worry, guys. We're planning on some new, new cool things. We're not. Um, but we'll have some cool stuff. We probably won't. And uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. Give Daddy a smile. <laughs> it's so creepy. <laughs> and for a sync word. For a sync word. Hmm. Man, I had one earlier, too. Mm. Uh, dog life. Dog life? Okay. Dog life. Sure. Dog life on three. One, two, three. Dog, dog life. life. Wow. <laughs> sound. Uh, uh, sound. Mm, notes. <laughs>